Hey, what's up, Litecoin Underground? So this is the third part of our spaces on January 5th. Um, I want you to keep in mind, this kind of devolves towards the end, and we get some people in. And I've, I'll be honest, I'd had some drinks, and I let a couple people in, and so conversation gets a little bit confusing, and I found it funny. I still kind of find it funny listening back to it. But, you know... I'm not sure if it'll translate well, but it might give you a little bit of understanding of what the mood is sometimes when we're hanging out. So, um, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Um, the conversation up until probably the last 20 minutes, half hours, I find it pretty interesting all the way through. But, um, yeah, like I said, it just kind of got a little goofy in there for a while. But I hope you enjoy it. Please keep listening to us and following us. I appreciate all the support. Why are we talking about Amish people again? <laughs> well, you have to check the paperwork they have between them and the government, no? Like, you have to see what they have, copy it, but change all the shit inside to whatever the hell you want to change it to, you know? Kind of like when you fork Bitcoin, right? You fork the Amish. No? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> and that's what I was, uh, so, was going to bring up... Uh... Yeah, fork forking government, but yeah. Fork the Amish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if Bobby had access to some Amish women, he would probably fork some Amish women as well. Yeah, no, they probably come and pickaxe me and shit. Hang me or I'm actually in I'm I'm like a couple hours from Amish country in both directions, so Yeah, I would I would be curious to see the documents and I think they have like a treaty or something like that. Like you said, you can. I mean, if you have the proper documentation and everything, and contracts, blah 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 blah, whatever the fuck they have, I mean, that would be a good start to look at. You know, even like Native Indians too. You know, like the land is theirs, but yet again, they still got fucked. So, what treaty and what paperwork do they have too? You know what I mean? Yeah, the religious you... exemption. Yeah. Yeah. How, how's that getting exploited? Yeah. You know, like okay, there's an exemption, but look at the look at the contract, right? Still a contract in the end, I believe. No? Like when you buy land, okay. Uh, like See, the Amish are like the Amish are like Dogecoiners, right? They uh, just kind of inserted themselves into the security of the Litecoin network, and they just are riding the coattails, just like the Amish are have the security of the U.S. military, but they get to claim that they're not really part of the U.S. military. Is that, a, is that a fair analogy? <laughs> 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 I think they're better than those coiners. <laughs> the Amish, ah, I like those coiners. The Amish are the Doge coiners of <laughs> the real world. <laughs> Wait, I see no Amish going to the moon. <laughs> yeah, but these guys, they not on a Don't worry. They hide the moon. Elon would totally take. A, uh, a pole barn in exchange for a Tesla. <laughs> if you guys are in an Amish country, you guys know Amish people at all? Are there? Are you guys, any of you live near Amish people? Yeah, I, I've seen them. I've seen them in Delaware. Yeah, they're like uh, they're unbelievable. You want to put a it's building? So cool. up, it, it happens yeah, in a so day. Cool. Like, boom, it's up. Hey, but mind you, if ever you need to furnish your home and you want good quality furniture, go see Oh, yeah, them. they're the best. They're the best. They are the best because you know why? They don't get taxed. 
tables, chairs, all that. <laughs> They're not taxed at forty percent. Yeah, but still, I mean, they pay sales tax. They make good shit, and it's all made by hand. I think it's because they don't spend their time on Twitter. Oh, yeah, they're... that makes us all feel bad about ourselves. <laughs> like, what, what do they masturbate hey, to? Arno just said, "Hey, you're all wasting your life." Hey, I'm here I'm, too, I'm <laughs> Hey, I, I learned. I, I I go on Twitter to learn. Yeah, I was just kidding. I you know, I know, Twitter's I do awesome too. Place. I, I don't know if I do anymore. I did for a while. I'm gonna call it Amish. That is that is when um, when I feel like I'm not learning anymore and stuff. Um, I've noticed that I start getting frustrated and just start going exploring different spaces. Yeah, these have been great. I think this is one of the best uh, things that's happened to social media. Yeah, it's oh, and this is just kind of like a beginning too. Yeah, right. It's, yeah, I, it's so nice to sit down and hear somebody just go on a tangent and just brain dump anonymously. It's free speech, right? Well, wait until you can be in a virtual space and we can be interacting while speaking. Hey, look at this. Have you guys this. looked at um session at all? It's a it's a split from Signal. Runs on top of. Uh, some anonymous token networks, cryptographically SPD, secure. Private app or whatever, right? Yeah, but it's it's run on a cryptocurrency, I'm pretty sure, because you get yeah. a uh, when you make an account, you get a wallet and you get a recovery seed phrase and all that stuff. And they're yeah, just I'm now looking it up right now. They're yeah. just now getting into uh, voice because they, they had T C P before, but I think they're starting to get into UDP, which allows them to stream. Um, with larger swarms of nodes, they do like node swarming in order to make connections. So it's all cryptographically like it's hashed and then sent. Then all the nodes pick up different pieces of the message and then send it through to the other side. And it's just basically like sending Bitcoin to a wallet or something. You know, it only lands to the address you want it to I land to. I use it all the time. Hmm? Crazy. It's, it's, you use it all the time, Fabio? Session, yeah. Yeah, session. I, I just found out about it the other day and started playing with it because I, I was on Signal, and apparently it's a fork of Signal that uses um, like blockchain. Apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the uh, same tech there. Uh, no name, no phone number. Uh, it's an ad. Yeah, no KYC. Get that out of here. <laughs> yeah, no KYC. Seed phrase runs on the chain. Uh, um, now it's free for us to use, but I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's it's an app that's on the chain. It's good. It works. And if they bring voice and like FaceTime and shit, then they're testing it right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, for sure, it's game over. The only thing is uh, the address, right? So you have to pay for it. And it's, you know, right now we're using DorseyNet. You know, we're we're stuck in Jack's freaking computer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. If they if they get to that point, it's game over. You know, no privacy, no KYC. The only thing you have to worry about now is just your hardware. Okay, do you, are you oh, guys? That's uh, the last one, the hardware. Sorry, are you guys? Um, like I'm, I'm, I guess I've spent some time where I'm, I'm not as, I don't spend a lot of time researching every project, right? 
and there's certain things that do interest the heck out of me stuff like this where it's uh decentralized in some way and going back to what we talked about at the very beginning of this looking at market caps and there was you know the first 30 coins or whatever they all basically have the same function as DeFi platforms but there are some interesting things that come along and i look at like like v chain is one of them i don't know a lot about v chain i'm just saying they're trying to solve something that's outside of a financial instrument. They're trying to solve a real-world problem. Filecoin is a uh, a storage solution, which I know there's a lot of them, but those things interest me a lot about how do you anonymize file storage? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Well, you so, use IPFS, which okay, is like well, a... Okay, go ahead. Well, what I'm saying is like, how do you engage with that platform? Um, like, what's the cost to it? What need running a node? You have to. Is IPFS a? What is it? You're putting hard on there. Like, is it like a BitTorrent type of thing? Is it just this dark web thing? It's similar, but it's hashed and it's over the regular internet. I mean, you could run it over any type of net basically as long as people can find you and connect to you um and as you browse along you pick up what are called chunks of uh data and those chunks of data are hashed so if you run the hashes backwards you get the data um and actually ipfs is just a protocol for like hashing chunks of data and distributing them and having these weird meta tags on them so like Ah, uh, there's a weird interview from like 2017 or 2015 or something where, like, this really smart computer scientist was working on Netflix using IPFS internally so that they don't have movies stored in a single server. The movies are actually stored across multiple servers across multiple continents, and you can pick in like the browser picks up the chunks using IPFS across the entire freaking internet and it's way faster because it's not stored on one hard drive but they don't have to do like raid or any type of weird like striping across drives it's just across their entire network it's nuts well so what's like when is it for no me? when you compile i'm sorry it's like WinZip, no like uh I used to it's more like an addressing system kind of like the dewey decimal system where like you know where to find the data and the data stored in chunks all over the place, but they didn't have a good way to address it before. And now with IPFS, it well, IPFS stands for interplanetary file system, meaning if you had a file system between two planets and <laughs> your connection was intermittent, you could keep them up to date with each other in chunks. And that's kind of how it works, except for there's you gotta run a node, because I can't really explain it with words, but like it it makes sense when you start hosting your own stuff and it has a hash to it. And when someone else accesses your node or you give them the address, they start to like pick up pieces of or little chunks of data that are all little hashes that like. So if me and my buddy were sharing MP3s because we make music and so we hosted them on IPFS and then like if one of our nodes were down, all the songs would still be online. Right. So one person hosts it, one person visits it. And then another person visits it, another person visits it. Little chunks of it get distributed throughout the entire web, which is kind of weird. 
uh, like the more you use it, the quicker it gets. I think. Yeah, it starts to spread. Yeah. That's a good system. Yeah. It's it, it it's mostly addressing, and it's not meant to hold large amounts of data. Um, Filecoin is is meant to be the incentive for that. So people having large IPFS nodes that have data hosted on them that can store like large chunks in a kind of decentralized manner. But mostly it kind of deals with like metadata and tagging things and breaking up addresses in a way to where the address is always known because certain gateway addresses that are always running have seen it. So there's like, there's a lot of gateway nodes to IPFS if you don't want to run your own uh, node. I think there's an IPFS gateway that you app or extension that you can run in Chrome. And it, you're using their node to access the IPFS, or they call it Web3. But I think there's a lot of Web3s being developed right now, <laughs> honestly. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, it is. So what, what is me as a if – I'm, if I'm in I, IPFS and I'm hosting or I'm running a node, is there any incentive for me? Um, no, you don't make anything. And and it's it's more of a it's a protocol Sorry, without scared. an incentive. The Filecoin portion of it is would be the incentive to like run a Filecoin server in host hard drive space would be like the Filecoin portion of it. Filecoin uses IPFS as its addressing system. Yes, yeah, I was very interested. We were talking about this a few weeks ago, and the idea that you can um, record like an NFT. Is essentially time stamping, or uh, I don't know what to say it, uh, creating a some sort of permanent hash on a blockchain, and the ability to store that hash somewhere in a decentralized manner to where it can avoid any sort of manipulation is that's an interesting concept to me. Like the ability to store truth somewhere. Right, because that's what that's what NFTs are. NFTs are a representation of like the ability to store truth somehow, and in a decentralized network of information like these IP, the IPFS. That's that's really cool to me. I'm, I don't know. Again, these are some of these things where you go, I don't know where this is going, but I like where it's going. Yep. I'm not sure where it's going to end up, but I know that it's a good thing. People complain that the metadata and shit like that uh, associated with an NFT is is not on chain platforms. It is, but I don't know exactly which. But I always hear those arguments that the data pertaining to the NFT is not like on chain or some shit like that. It's not. It's not. Uh... <clears throat> It's not like it's not hardened, right? Like it's not like the like the the photo or whatever, some shit like that is is not the like the metadata within the NFT. Like I think Ethereum, there's no, I don't think there is any on chain. I want to see a world where like Julian Assange is able to release that information. No one knows who he is. <laughs> a, no one knows who he is. B, it can't be changed. It's like always would, released forever. You, you would, yeah. yeah. It's everywhere around the world. It's un, unstoppable, and that you would be able to verify that it wasn't manipulated. So, like, if you saw a video, you would know 
that was like legit video from that device. It wasn't um, edited after the fact, right? Or we need like, a lot of hardware changes, right, for that? Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like the ability to validate truth in some way around the world instantly, that is value. In, in an instantaneous way, that's, that goes beyond money. That goes beyond everything. What if it's not true? What if the information is not true? <laughs> what if it's not well, true? What do you mean? How, 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 could you, how could you take video and have it be not true? Edited? Oh, a, a video could be true. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a video could be, but I think you could hash any piece of data, and, and then that piece of data exists on the blockchain. It could be a message that's not true. Yeah, lies no, can yeah, exist fair, forever. Yeah. An example. Yeah, but I mean, right. you wouldn't be able to, like, if it, the fact that I, I don't, I want something where it can't be manipulated after the fact. Yeah, it can't so be like, censored. I get, yeah, for sure. Yeah, or or modified to make it look like, because like the deep fake videos, those things, if you've watched them, watch people in a deep fake video, that shit will trip you out. You're like, that is the person. I, I would bring up the example of this guy on TikTok who's Tom Cruise, right? If you've watched him, you go, holy shit, that is Tom Cruise. It looks exactly like him. Exactly like him. And if I were him, Tom Cruise, I'd be going, well, this is freaky. I don't want this guy saying things that aren't what I'm saying. So I'd want to know, is there some sort of filter? Is something happening there? If I watch a video of Angela Merkel or whatever Boris Johnson or some leader giving a speech, I want to know that I'm actually seeing what the video is showing me. You're talking about a GAN, a general adversarial uh, network, which is uh, AI versus AI. And what they found is you can create increasingly better and better AI that's better at lying but the AI that can tell the difference between the lie and base truth always eventually learns the difference. So no matter how good an AI is at lying, there's always an AI we can build that can detect the difference between truth and a lie. Right. And maybe, so and that maybe would be I'm probably wishing, technology. Well, but we what we're pushing for might be uh, unstoppable, or like it may be unattainable, but I do think somebody being able to release a piece of information and put it somewhere where nobody can F with it is a, a, a goal we should have. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, to be uncensored, especially you see these podcasts get like pulled down and, and whatnot. It's like if that existed where people couldn't mess with it and you could go back and check it or you could check what someone, if someone made a promise, like a politician or something like that, but right, yeah, go, or, yeah, or they stated one thing, and nine months later, they've changed their story a hundred percent, and they've erased all the records of what they said. In the well, past. You're talking about a double spend. But what yeah. just about what about just history in general? I mean, you look at world history, and there's there's been times where they they're burning books, or you know, they're trying to destroy the past, and you can't do that when you hash some hash something on a blockchain that's decentralized that has reached a network effect, um, a, a true decentralized uh, uh, capacity, then 
it exists out there and you can't do anything about it. Uh, you, you literally have to, you know, destroy every single node. And, and that's awesome. But going back to the I, uh, IPFS, I, I've been messing around with that a little bit. And um, simply put, the way I understand it, and I'm, ru I'm running a node, but the way I understand it is it's a filing system for hashed files. And so uh, essentially it's, you can, if you have, uh, for example, an NFT that's been minted off a blockchain, whether it's um, Tezos or Cardano or Solana, um, they're tagging it with a CID number that has an inter interplanetary file system um, linked essentially back to the hash data that's in uh, that comes that has a timestamp because anything that's hashed is going to have a timestamp and it's going to be linked to whatever blockchain it's been minted off of. Does that make sense? Yeah, you reconstruct the data of the address from the hashes. Yeah. Right. So people are storing, they're like buying NFTs off a, a object, they're open C, and then they're storing it up on their IPFS. Uh, they're pinning it up to their IPFS um, node or where you can really only store, you can't really store that much up there like you had mentioned, but it is kind of a cool concept, um, you know, when, because you're going to see more, you're obviously seeing a lot more blockchains out there. And you're seeing more of the blockchains adopt the technology to be able to mint NFTs. And, uh, you know, another thing I just wanted to go back to, because you had said something earlier, Litecoin, about decentralization and crypto. And, and I just wanted to clarify one thing that I had learned that kind of going down the rabbit hole. And it's not all blockchain is um decentralized and so you have projects out there like eos that are running off of 22 or 33 nodes right they have they're they are uh, decentralized in practice but they're centralized in that they're running their whole blockchain off of 33 centralized nodes not like bitcoin um, but when you look back at bitcoin bitcoin for the first million that Satoshi mined, it was centralized. They had it on a private server. And then once they reached, once they were able to protect the, against a 51% attack is when the Genesis block, you know, essentially he opened up the blockchain to, and everything to be mined. Uh, I say he, but that's just because I have a, my guess of who I think it is. Um, and then you, you had mentioned one thing right when I jumped in to space about why someone who is maybe not libertarian or, or might, you know, associate with a different political party, why they might uh, be curious about cryptocurrency or, or blockchain technology. And I think it's because it offers trust and verification, but that trust and ver verification uh, comes um, it's not always advantageous and it comes at a cost. And usually that cost is transparency. And right now there's a lot of us that want transparency, 
because you, we're tired of being bullshitted. We're tired of being lied to. Uh, but at the same time, um, there's a value to privacy. And a lot of times you don't, re you don't remember the value of privacy until you don't have it anymore. And so I think there's, uh, there's a balance that needs to be struck and that you can use blockchain technology to uh, absolutely um, improve society. Uh, but to think that it's totally uprooting um, the legacy banking system, I don't think it's true because I've done a lot of research over the last like 18 to 24 months. Um, and like Bank of America owns 42 blockchain patents. And like Bitcoin itself, when you really do the research on it, like the, the SHA, the SHA-256 algorithm, the hashing algorithm, that it runs and every 10 minutes when the block is being mined and you know as it, it adjusts every 14 days depending on how many how many people are trying to or how many nodes are trying to mine and so it adjusts the difficulty uh it it's uh what was it gonna say it's like it's imperfect or something well no, oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought. It doesn't beat the banks, why? Oh, the, so the, the blockchain technology, the banks, the banks are, are going to utilize the blockchain technology because 80% of, of the money that's moving right now is already digital. Only, you know, if you reach in your pocket, you're only going to bring a few dollars out of your pocket. Mostly your stuff is on a, a credit card or something like that. Um, yeah, but, yeah, but digital, digital is not the revolution. The fact that it's digital isn't what Satoshi created. What Satoshi did was he put together uh, 25 years of encryption technology and he solved the Byzantine general's math game theory problem, which, is, which was a problem that was essentially there's a castle that there's five generals that are surrounding a castle. And, and the generals all come together and they know that the only way that they can penetrate the castle is if they agree to attack the castle at the same time. That's the only way. There's only one way. And so, but each general has an advisor, right? That is very smart. One advisor reads the stars, another one tea leaves, another one analytics. And so each one has a reason for, for why they choose what time they should attack. But what Satoshi did was he solved consensus protocol. He solved the double spend. He made it so everybody agreed at the same time. And by doing that, um, he, he incorporated, he incorporated, um, private and, and, uh, public keys in a way that you could move a token off of a blockchain peer to peer without a third party. Right. And without, without any possibility of fraud. You know what, Shadow? With it. Yeah. You couldn't set it better. That is perfect, perfect knowledge right there. 
Guys, I'm so sorry I lost my train of thought. I I I really had something more for you too that I want to share. Like I've been going I want to know what he was gonna say for so long, and it's gonna come back to me. But I I, I'm sorry. Like I yeah, you are. Um, Point. I know I was at 42, 42 patents on on um, for for Bank of America, but what I was trying to explain was. Well, well take a second, Cheddar, because I. All right. Yeah. Let me let me think about don't, it. Don't feel the pressure to talk about it, but like it's very cool that I feel like every week, man, that we get one or two people that pop up, and they have something to add. And it's it's awesome. And you guys both, both uh, Daniel and Cheddar, you guys both were so good today. And even um, Rage, I, I appreciate you coming up because I, I think we had a lot to add to it. The thing that I think also, and I think what, in a way, like you're talking about, the ability to interact without a third party in a digital way, that's that censorship resistance. I think that's something that doesn't get talked about enough is the ability to interact with somebody else and there's nobody else that can get in the way of you choosing to engage with this protocol that's the same thing no third party right but you believe banks are going to somehow insert themselves despite the wishes of everybody else that what you're saying cheddar yeah well when i so what i started doing was Kind of going through the history and, and trying to piece some of this stuff together and and part of my part of my journey was in 2008 when when the markets were collapsed and I was in college and um, I saw this white paper come out from Satoshi in October and it was like it was like late October about this Bitcoin thing and I read about it and I was like man this is this is this is pretty cool I was was watching the markets and I was trading stock to try to pay for community college. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to study, but I, I didn't want to go home. I, I had like nine, I have nine brothers come from a big family. So, you know, I wanted to be independent. And, and so I was doing whatever I could. And I read about this Bitcoin stuff and I never got any. But when I got out of school, I, I went to work for uh, money management, like a small, uh, essentially like a small hedge fund. And I was... Um, I brought it up again, and that's when the the head of the fund he told me, "Oh, Chuck, like you know, don't don't mess with this stuff." This and he told me the tulip story, about you know the bubble of the tulip story and how you know it got traded for uh, you know one day it got traded for bread and the next day it got traded for a house and it was like it got totally debased, and I I didn't buy any, and but I was still curious. Well. Let's just go back like 24 months. I start looking more into crypto history, encryption. Who's behind this stuff? Who's building this stuff? So what I, I know what I was going to say before. Thank you. I was talking about the SHA-256 hashing algorithm. Okay, that's in Bitcoin. That's patented by the NSA. Bitcoin itself is under a copyright at MIT, under MIT Open Source Labs. And, and so the encryption technology, the hashing algorithm that's being run is NSA patent technology. 
And now since Bitcoin and since that uh, technology has come out, there's better hashing algorithms and other blockchains are adopting different hashing algorithms uh, that are more that are that have Im that have improved and they're going to continue to improve because if they don't when quantum computing comes along in the next eight to ten years it'll just break every every encryption system that we have out right now for the internet everything is going to get broken by quantum and and before that happens we're going to build patches and we're going to build stronger in encryption technology to meet meet up with that so the idea if you if anybody comes out of the blue and says well you know quantum's going to destroy crypto no it won't because you're not going to drop quantum uh computing out of the blue right it's, it's it, it doesn't drop out of the sky like a tornado it's going to be developed over time and the same people that are developing that are still developing our blockchain technology and I think what you're seeing right now is is governments um, adopting blockchain technology because the efficiency and the transparency, but anonymity is not necessarily a certainty with blockchain technology because it's open source decentralized. And you can really track people back. Um, like in the beginning, if you remember, they said, oh, Bitcoin, you can't trace Bitcoin. And then you had the whole Silk Road saga and boom, voila. All of a sudden, you could track back the wallets, and somehow, you know, the feds and the NSA and all those guys were able to to figure out uh, the you know the major players and 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 you know who was behind all of it, and and you wonder how did that happen, and so you know right now there's two there's two blockchain or cryptocurrency there's two cryptocurrencies that have their own block that built off their own blockchains that are anonymous. That Zcash and Monero, and the Feds had like a five million dollar bounty on Monero. I don't know what what it's at now, but um, they were just like, if somebody can crack it, fantastic. But that's the only only cryptocurrency out there right now that is truly anonymous. If you're moving and you don't want to, you know, you know, don't want to get it backtracked or whatever, you should 100% pay your taxes because we're working off of decentralized or we're working off of digital ledger technology. That's what blockchain is. It's it's digital ledger technology. This stuff is software and that's why Bitcoin can be upgraded. And that's why um, like I think it's hilarious when I run into the Bitcoin maxis that are like, this is the end all be all. Well, when Satoshi clearly uh, wanted to um, create a new avenue for people, you know, a new technology that would inspire or spark. But I don't think that he ever in his white paper and any of the emails indicated that it was going to be the end all be all of, of uh, cryptocurrency of the future. And I think when you look at all these different projects that are have developed and, and you see how the ecosystem has grown, it's still only 5% of the market that are that uh, of people that are actually buying it or getting involved in it. Um, so it's still in infantile stages. Um, it's still confusing and complicated into the point where we get where we where even half the people in the room probably don't know the difference between a coin uh, a, a, a coin a co and a token and it's like what the heck you know so really learning 
I think the, the theme this year should be understand your research. And the only way to do that is to go back. The history goes back to the 1970s. That's when this stuff really started. That's when you can, you could, I suppose you could go to World War II with Enigma and when, when they're breaking the codes and whatnot, but it, it's really started to develop in the 70s. And smart contracts were written about, you know, by Nick Sabo, um, what's like um, 25, 26 years ago. It's unbelievable. And as you start, I think what this is doing, what, what crypto is doing is it's spreading free market. It's spreading, and it's also spreading financial literacy monetary and fiscal policy it's it's helping us to understand the history of money what came first a unit of currency or a ledger you know uh, was it a tablet from mesopotamia or was it you know people trading their fish and their goods it's 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 unbelievable but it's it's not something that's just what well, satoshi dropped in 2009 and now and it was new to the world no he they pieced together, he pieced together the encryption technology that was developed for 25 years. It's See, incredible. I always, I keep coming back. I just don't, I have a hard time believing it was one person. Yeah, right? there's, because most people believe it's a group, you know, of cypherpunks. so much with history and economics and coding and there's so much to it. You go, there's no way one person could have it's, nailed this. Although I, I love, think it's I, one guy. Brad, it's super Nick crazy. Sabo. I love Nick Sabo, and I do think he has the mindset. He is the type of person that would have done this. He was certainly trying. He tried, you know, he launched a digital currency through email, but he just couldn't get it. He couldn't figure it out. He could, nobody could figure out the double spend. That's what Satoshi truly did. He Satoshi figured out and made it and and then it was it's hilarious because if you read all the emails uh this is why i think satoshi is one guy one person and i i do you know i have my b and c idea but i i, I truly think it's one guy and who do you think everybody keeps saying adam back adam no back. I, I think it's ralph merkel oh boy. so so bitcoin when uh, when any information is hashed on the in bitcoin uh, the data is is stored uh, it's sorted through a hierarchical structure called Merkle tree, and if you look back, he's got his fingerprints all over this thing. Like uh, private, public, and private keys were create were are credited to be created by Whitfield and Diffie, but if you really read the papers, Whitfield and Diffie are best buddies with Merkle, and Merkle helped them, and then they got the credit. It's it's hilarious, and you read his early papers, and they look like his the emails. It's it's unbelievable, um, and I've never seen of all the videos I've seen of all the I've never seen anybody say that it's this guy. I honestly, and I think it's hilarious. Like, is it is it? It's almost impossible that I would be the person to figure out who this guy is. And, well, that's know. why I said, oh boy. Uh, yeah. Here's another here's another name we've never heard of, right? Yeah, I'm but it, a pile of other names. But this guy's true. He's unbelievable. And, um, you know, I think that it had to have been somebody capable. And the reason I think it's one person and, and I, I don't want to gobble up, you know, the whole platform. So I'm going to step down after this. Yeah, I'm sorry. Can, I went on a we're, tangent. We're all, we're all, we're all, we're all 
this. Oh, you're because dropping facts. You're doing great. Yeah, you're doing great. But Have patience to explain it like you. Keep it going. Thanks, man. Thank you, man. I, I was just going to say, you know, the, the reason that I think it's one person is because in the first email, Satoshi does a really good job of kind of red herring and making it look like uh, it was a group group thing. But when you get into the fourth or fifth, sixth email, he gets into kind of a back and forth with, with different with different um, computer scientists that are challenging him. And he's trying to explain to these guys essentially uh, that, that, that he has solved the double spend and they can't get it through their head. What does he and, tell them? He says longest and, chain. That's all you need is the longest chain. And they just keep arguing like they can't. Yeah, yeah they, don't, they don't understand that. It's just you just have to put the prior uh, blocks, um, you know, hash root in the next in the next to start the next chain and that and and because of that there's no way to invalidate and then there's also no way to catch up because it's immutable it's always moving forward and the and the amount of uh power it would take it, it would 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 be a, a nation state would need the power it's it's 10 to the 40x to be able to break so it's the almost, algorithm it's almost like, it's almost like... Uh, what he's saying is you'd have to create a time machine. Well, he knew that the, that the technology eventually would get to quantum or would speed up enough to where it could be broken. But by the time it, it would, that we would have advanced our technology enough. And again, it was never meant to be the end-all, be-all cryptocurrency. It's a three TPS. He, he minimized the block and made, made it so you could only put a little bit of information in there. Like, it, it, it was... It was, it was the few. It was the spark to to the to the rocket that was that's supposed to be launched to then get us to take go to the next step and challenge us to go to so because nobody was saying what do you do after the internet or how how do you take the internet to the next step and the the uh, I'll just wrap up to say the reason I believe that it's one person is because in that fourth or fifth email I think it's the fourth email. He's ex he explains like, oh, I wrote, I wrote the code in one night. And now I have to go, I'm kind of doing this backwards. And now I have to go and write the white paper to explain it to everyone. And it's like, well, wait a second. If it was a group yeah. of people, then what? A group of people sat together in one night and hammered this thing out? Like, how likely is that? Coder, that no coder's going to do that. Like, maybe, maybe a second person. I think... There was so much work that was already done. He was just he just solved the one problem and boom. Now you got it. And then it was just like, I'm good. And and it was just like I'm bored with this. On to the next project. But it had to be somebody that already had plenty of money. So they weren't motivated by money. They were motivated to make a change. And then they also, by staying anonymous and by keeping the first million, um keep the first million, it protected the system and uh no one, no one person enriched themselves. You know, it's not, you can't say it's a pyramid scheme or a Ponzi scheme or anything like that because yeah. at the moment that it's touched, it need, they're going to have to pay property tax on it because the government deemed that all crypto, even if someone says it's a currency, it's not, it's, it's digital property. It's, you know, really, and, so what's interesting is like um, about, you know, Satoshi, uh, I almost like I, I hate this use this phrase because I'm not trying to like just bear with me. I'm not trying to say anything, but like all investors, this whole autistic thing, right? 
you're autistic. Like it almost stems, it, it feels like somebody who created something not, like you said, not out of enriching themselves, not out of self-interest. I almost see it as like it was a problem to be solved mm-hmm. and they went about solving it. And the world and was melting else. down too. And it, it, it was totally a cypherpunk thing. The whole concept was not something original. It, uh, again, it's like Nick Sabo had done smart contracts, had been talking about smart contracts. Hash, hashing, uh, the encryption itself was created so that you could sit at the table with your enemy and pass a message to your, to your, to your friend in, in broad daylight. And what this, what this technology does is you could put a, uh, your public wallet out there and and never have to worry that you're going to get hacked. You know, you could put your public wallet in your Twitter at the top of your Twitter and nobody can ever steal money from your account. It's a one-way it's a one-way street. You've got the private key. But right the idea I think you know, again, a, you got It was a puzzle. It was a puzzle to be deciphered. It's for sure. And but I, I you know, going back to finding a little bit of balance, this idea that we can all be our own bankers, and it's a good idea that that you write down your 14 phrase seed password and all this stuff is a, gets a little complicated. And then you have people that come in and they're like, "Well, you got multi-sig, right?" And so it's like, "Well, give your password up to a third party." Well, that doesn't that defeat the purpose of of owning your own wallet, being your own banker? And the 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 issue that I always try to challenge people on, and I haven't got a good response back yet, is you know, uh, in this country, in the United States, people that are over the age of 65, uh, females, um, 10 to 15 percent of females suffer from dementia and 10 percent of males suffer from dementia. Um, and that, now my grandmother suffered from dementia. She passed away. She couldn't remember any of us. You know, she, it was like she was walking through the halls and she could see pictures on the wall that she recognized, but she couldn't quite, you know, put her. She couldn't remember her own son or her 10 grandsons. And it's like, you know, I think there's a lot of people that haven't lived that. They haven't had that experience or been around people where they've, you know, dementia, I, I, Alzheimer's is just a little sliver of dementia. Dementia is just your mind. Sometimes you wake up, you, how, how often do you just forget something? Like, what happens if you forget? Or what happens if you get in an accident? Or what happens if, uh, you know, you don't always get a warning when you're about to forget, uh, when you get older, when you get sick, or sometimes it's just boom, you know, that's why I know, that's why being grateful for every day is, is something that you learn. And I think you appreciate a little bit more as you get older, as you know, it's not promised, you know, but that's just kind of how, and one of the things that I look at about, well, the technology has to develop, but you're seeing the technology develop on a platform like Tezos, now instead of uh, starting a wallet and needing your seed phrase and all of these things, you can just connect your your Gmail to Qkai, and boom! Now you got a now you got a Tezos wallet, and you can you know move your Tezos coins in there if you were trading it on a on an exchange platform. And and you can see all the NFT thumbnails that you bought, and you can access all the decentralized applications that are built on Tezos, which is pretty which is pretty cool. And 
uh, you know, but I mean, you look around the whole ecosystem and it's like, well, look at Polkadot, super interesting. Read the white paper. Don't understand half of it, right? Because I'm not a fucking computer scientist. <laughs> but right. after I do understand some of it, and I understand more and more after reading for 18, 24 months. And one thing I noticed at the bottom, at the very last uh, line of the polka dot white paper or pink paper, is that the UK Innovation Fund is behind it. So the UK government funded polka dot. Right. And it's like, so what does that make you think? Well, it makes me think that the governments are highly involved because they see that the technology of blockchain is was is what's going to take society to the next level. Because we need a level of trans our 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 ability to uh, learn has rapidly increased. When I was when I was uh, a kid, um, and I didn't know a word. My mom would say, look it up in the dictionary. Look it up in the encyclopedia. Now, if you have kids, where do they look up the word that they need to learn? Hey, Google. It takes them three seconds to learn a definition of a term that they don't know. It takes them two minutes to look up a YouTube video. It takes them 15 minutes to validate something new that they learned with three or four other sources. We couldn't do that. And their capacity, uh, the, the capacity to, to attain knowledge is at our fingertips, where we were getting, you know, bamboozled by mainstream media that was putting three people up, uh, three experts up for five minutes at a time to argue different, different, in quotation points, uh, <laughs> points of view. Now we can tune into an expert that we can do a little background research on and listen to them speak for an hour or two hours. It's unbelievable when you think when we think about even just the way we're communicating right now and the way that we can spread information and network effect. Like you said, you could hash a video that you saw if you could you could you could live stream a video and then hash that piece of data. And then it and then it would exist, and nobody could say that that didn't happen because that data can't be adjusted or yeah. manipulated. This is gonna be real. This is a bit dark, but for some reason I got onto this weird tangent about um, the the bombings at Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Okay, don't know why I was telling my daughter about them, and. She was like, "Well, you know, why didn't they? Why didn't we just surrender? Why would we bomb these people?" Yeah. What logic? <laughs> right. What logic? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I said, and I was like, "You're right. We could have probably just dropped a bomb on top of Mount Fuji, and just scared the shit out of them, and spared two hundred thousand people." But um, oh shit, where are they going with this? Ah. Uh, Dang it, I'm in the same spot you are, man. Maybe they were thinking uh, that, that uh, it was a lesser of two evils. They were going to, they were trying to, they killed X amount of people, but they were trying to save, th- you know, three and a half times more that people are, I don't know. How did you explain it to her? How, it. how did you explain to her the... She, well, she said to me, she goes, why, why didn't we just surrender? Like, why, why even bother with all that? And I was like, I, was like, I don't even know. I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> right? Like I don't even understand how that happened. 
Uh, oh, so this is why I brought this up. I'm sorry. So I was on Wikipedia today, and I was reading about it, and they had pictures. And one of the pictures was this kid who had, you know, was a victim of it. Oh, my God. And if you want to go look at some depressing-ass pictures. Brutal. These cities were completely flattened. Like, I, it's hard to even describe what happened. Brutal. Vibrant city, buildings, commerce, and just nothing. Like, literally nothing for, like, five square miles. But there was a picture of this kid, and they said the government, the U.S. government, went in and said, yeah, you can't, they basically made that not available to be produced up until the late 50s or something. Mm -hmm. And that's a good example of the ability to get information to the world unedited, unfiltered, and permanently. I think the most important part is permanently because generations will come and go, right? Well, I think you look around the world and you see it's scary when you see nations that go through turmoil where they're destroying the history because if you destroy the history, how do you learn from it? It just repeats itself, and history is not pretty. It's, it's intentional. It's, it's intentional. Right. It's not, Destroying but, history is intentional. But, you know, I think this ties in with blockchain. I had this conversation as I was trying to explain blockchain technology to uh, my, my father, and I, I really truly believe that I think that blockchain technology is appealing to us and to human beings in general because it's immutable. And just like life, you can't, you can't go back. You can't uh, get that. You can't get a second back that's passed. And once you've said something, you can say that you didn't mean it, but you can't take back the words that were said. You can't take back the actions that were committed. And same thing when, with a blockchain. It's immutable. When you hash something, it's on the blockchain. It exists on that ledger. And... It exists, uh, hopefully, in a, on a decentralized protocol um, that's reached network effect, so that it can't be, you know, taken over or manipulated in any in any way. But yeah, here's the um, question: ha By having so many chains, have we essentially created uh, multiple versions of reality or, or multiple versions of history that are going to end up either? Uh, merging or competing with each other that's a really good question i i think what you're seeing is bitcoin was like one yeah i'm just gonna pause because uh cheddar what you were just talking about with uh immutable truth that just hit me that was huge uh fabio back me up on this a little bit that was, yeah, 100%, that was, uh, that was really, that I'm hit me because it is about truth. Mm -hmm. And competing, I mean, I'm going to answer your question before maybe Cheddar does, Daniel, but um, we're competing about communicating. Um, you can't have two truths at the same time, right? So we're, I, I believe most money, like the money aspect we're talking about is about communicating value from one person to another. And I don't see, I don't see Bitcoin and Litecoin as competing. They just are two different. It's like writing or texting 
you know, if I write on a piece of paper and I pass it to somebody, I'm communicating something. If I text it to them, I'm communicating something. If I say it to them, if I say it over the phone, if I use it over the internet, they're just different forms of communication. Well, here's an, an example. Um, let's say you have NFT. You register it on one blockchain. And it's true that you're the one that registered on that blockchain, but then someone copies it, registers it on another blockchain. Now, now, now depending, you know, those two histories show that, well, actually, this guy minted it over here, and you're the one that minted it over here. And while those are both true statements, I, I think there's something to be said about forking history, because that, you, that's what essentially what happens when you fork. Anything yeah. after that fork is, is too separate histories do we need to like interoperable coins can share information and you can have two true things that never touch their parallel you have parallel histories but what happens when you have conflicting indelible information well here i think there's a there's a key distinction that maybe you could insert in there which is there aren't two truths because that's what that's what blockchain, that's what Satoshi solved. The double spend, think of double spend as two truths. There can't be two truths. There can only he be one. He solved it for one chain. There's only, uh, no, he solved um, proof of work. The proof of work, um, hash, the hashing algorithm. When you use a hashing algorithm to hash a piece of data, that makes that piece of data unique, like a thumbprint, uh, or like uh, because it's timestamp. I, I know the answer. I'm just trying to get you to get to it on your own. The answer is you can fork at any time. That's yeah, no, 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 no. Let me. I'm disagreeing with you. Let me clarify. I know you're disagreeing, but I'm I'm trying to lead you guys to the answer, which is there is no such thing as one truth unless you subscribe to one set of rules. You change the rules the truth changes. And so what I'm saying is in a world where this is already true, I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's already happened in a world where this is true. How do you reconcile all those different histories? So Ch it's true. Cheddar, there's cheddar, multiple. Cheddar, can I take this cheddar? Hold on a second. Yeah, sure. Because, because I think what you're not understanding is that there is a, there, there has to be a societal trust. Right, like everybody has to agree that something is viable. Like if uh, ten people tell a story and it's all true, and you're the eleventh person and you tell a completely different story, if nobody believes you, nobody believes you. What Bitcoin, what some of these blockchains are, is they over again over time, they will prove themselves to be true because they've been true over and over and over again. So they become this source of truth, right? So your solution is democracy. The more people that believe it, the more true it is. But no, it's not democracy. It's not a vote. Well, democracy is a voting system of governments. That's some good points over here. I see what you're saying, Daniel. I see what you're saying. No, but, th but this is about – because I said at the beginning of this thing, literally at 9 o'clock, 9.05, I said the value of money, it's it, – a lot of a lot of everything we do boils down to faith. Yeah, but that's, everything. That's, that's, there's also a clear distinction. The blockchain creates a clear distinction. 
uh, and and here's here's where there's in the you, you mentioned you register an NFT on this blockchain, you register the, the same NFT on another blockchain. There's no registering. There's there's minting or what's or what would be considered hashing the data. So whether it's a, a music file or an image or um, a whole movie, once it goes through um, the hashing algorithm, the hashing algorithm is solving what's con what they're trying. It's try trying to solve one, trying to find one number, a nonce, and what it does is it issues a unique um, hashtag at the when it comes out. So that image or that NFT, that non-fungible piece of data is unique to that blockchain. It's only unique to that blockchain. Yeah. And so it, it so you would have to say this is a this is an NFT that was minted on if they're on Polygon's blockchain and the same image, the same raw file can, could be minted on the Tezos blockchain. And it would be true to say that this is a unique, it would still be a unique uh, token. So it's non-fungible because it's unique. It's the token itself is unique to the chain that it's minted off of. There is no, there is no two truths. There's yeah. no double register. That's fine, but I think what Daniel means, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but when we're saying history and truth, let's say I were to mint an NFT, and my NFT simply says two plus two is seven. Yeah, I printed it; it's on the chain, but it's not truth. Is that what right. You, mean? you can, and that's what, and that's when I had jumped on in the beginning. I said, "What if the information that you're hashing is not true?" Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I right. can just duplicate and Bitcoin and make another version of Bitcoin. So we're really just using democracy of who follows uh, which chains to be truth, which is a highly manipulable thing, especially given the way that we disseminate in information throughout the Internet. Why did Bitcoin Cash – why was Bitcoin Cash not considered Bitcoin? Because people had a bad taste in their mouth about what happened in China with uh, Bitmain and Roger Veer and a lot of people trying to pull influence for larger blocks. Even though larger blocks may be an okay thing, they did some shady stuff. And so the internet decided and the market decided, eh, I don't think Bitcoin Cash is the real Bitcoin, right? But that, who's well, to say I, which one of them are in, true? In the, street, the only, the all we did, all we did was we were influenced by a bunch of stuff that happened online and we democratically decided which one was bitcoin and which one wasn't bitcoin by arguing with each other there is no truth to the bch not being bitcoin and there's no truth to bitcoin being the true bitcoin that neither one of those statements is true it's about faith well could bch exist faith. it's community it's faith it's about at the end of the day it does rely on the the, the majority of people, not necessarily in some sort of elected official, agreeing to something. We're, I'm not saying one thing or the other is true or not true. What I'm saying is it's a very interesting paradox that is not I, – I don't see a clear resolution for it besides histories merging back together. So like saying, a system that can that, take into account all chains basically. Yeah, you're saying like here, where is this – okay, so here we are. We're we're look we're seeking absolute truth, and yet we have uh, fragmented 
communities and chains and truth among us as like Litecoiners have a different truth than Bitcoin maximalists, right? No, I'm just talking about purely data in the chain being truth as the history of what happened. Um, I'm looking for a chain that might absorb all chains and all their data and account for it and say the truth is all of these things happened simultaneously or not, and I was able to record all of them. When we get to that point, then I could say that, yes, we have truth chains. Right now we have indelible chains um, that are permissionless, I would say. No, there, I mean, there. I mean, there's a mix of permission and permissionless. I, I see what you're saying. Like, there, you know, I think if you're if you really want interoperability, it'll pro it'll probably come. You know, the uh, Polkadot's probably the most developed as far as that comes, where they've developed like substrate so that uh, developers that are building uh, their own blockchains can don't have to start from scratch. And they, they have like a little bit of a template that they can work off of. And then when they build their own blockchain, they can link into or they can try to bid into the auction to join the parachain of, of Polkadot. So they, they're working on being able to link in all the different blockchains so that they can talk to each other. Because there is a drawback. You're right. There's a drawback in the sense that if... What if somebody doesn't even know? There's so many people out there that don't even know that NFTs are unique to the blockchain that they're minted off of. They think an NFT is just an NFT, and that's, and you know, it's like a dollar bill is an NFT because it has a barcode on it that's unique to the master ledger that the Fed is running. You're all walking around with NFTs in your pocket. You know, it's we're talking right now. We're talking about digital NFTs, and you're right. Can you aggregate them? in a way that allows for all of the perspectives to be viewed so that you could sort through um, you know, the historical data. I think what the blockchain does is it allows to say that this data was inputted and it was outputted. And if you try to change the data, that the blockchain will invalidate any changes to it. But it doesn't it doesn't verify whether or not something is true or not, or whether the reality is true. Yeah, Daniel, of Daniel, Daniel the I data. feel like you're you're looking for some sort of universal truth. Oh like, yeah. Like, like I mean. Oh yeah. You, oh yeah. <laughs> like in, in this, like, in a small context, if you're, it just depends on what you're looking for truth in. If you want a truth in, I am. I just want to know that when this person passes value to me that it's validated like it's a very small niche world you're looking for truth in what you're saying is i want to know that everybody's experience in the entire world validates that transaction happening and that nobody disagrees with it some sort of universal truth i think you're asking for a lot more than more than is necessary well, I, I was I think I was just trying to draw this distinction because chain of that yes, that did happen on that chain, but there's gonna be there's so many chains running in parallel now that 
are copies of Bitcoin that forked that have the same wallets on them where those coins never moved. So like the histories are different. And so kind of the different chains themselves almost become NFTs, right? They they become um, non-fungible because I can tell the difference between a Bitcoin cash wallet and a Bitcoin wallet, right? You just follow the history. So the history splitting kind of creates an NFT plethora of just, you know, all these different types of chains. Yeah, I guess I would just say that, yeah, yeah, of course. It's like a you know, risk, or it's a, there's trade-offs, right? So if you want universal truth across literally the entire universe, it's going to cost a lot of hash power. If you're looking for <laughs> truth within uh, a small, one transaction, person to person, it's going to require much less. Indigo is popping back up, and I got I to gotta plug some things in, so... Oh, I, may lose you. I may lose you for a minute. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, what are your thoughts on the lightning? Left? Look, I, you know, there, it was it was clear that Bitcoin wasn't gonna. There's no possible way that Bitcoin could scale, and that and that it wasn't set up to be a currency that could be uh, utilized day to day for you know for every transaction because. Again, at like three TPS, or when you get up to five Hello? TPS, is it me just, or did no you get rugpulled? It's probably. Uh, I don't think I got rugpulled. Uh, anybody want to put up a hand or anything? What? We have up. Someone popped in and asked if I uh, got rugpulled, or if they, uh, they said it was Sorry, a me or did I, I get rugpulled? I can hear you. Indigo, I think you. I think it's just you, buddy. Indigo, uh, maybe leave and come back. Uh, where were we at? Rug pulls. Ask you that question, for Indigo. Oh man. <laughs> Faye, could you uh, could you say that again one more time? I'm sorry. We're gonna have to wait for Indigo because I want him to get a bit triggered. No, no listen. Oh, listen okay. Maybe, 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 okay, okay, okay. I told this to Tux last week. I, th I thought you guys what? were just hard on Indigo last week. No, I'm not hard on Indigo. It's just the lightning thing, you know. Like I want, I want him to understand because Cheddar has the patience to explain such a thing, and he'll explain to him that no, it's not good. No, it's not decentralized like you think. No, it's not. <laughs> Like, like, anyway, Cheddar's gonna explain. Oh, okay, go ahead. Well, let me get what's wrong with Lightning. Well, yeah, well, one thing I, was, I just also <laughs> thought was interesting is you know, forks are really interesting. And the, the fork occurred because the initial fork off Bitcoin occurred because, um, you know, the people were trying to change it and, um, uh, and they were successful. But initially, the way Bitcoin is designed is if there was a fork that it would be considered an orphan block and that the orphan block really couldn't get past, I think like 120 to hundred blocks before it would just be, you, it would, you essentially wouldn't be able to collect a reward. You would be mining these blocks and then, then the reward would be nothing. And um, so it was, you know, uh, I guess you could say in a way, in a sense that the fork was unnatural and that it is true that because so many people said, well, this is the truth, or this is what it should be, or we should do this, 
that they were able to force it. And the reason that they were able to force it is because they, enough of the miners and that were running Bitcoin nodes agreed to change the, the protocol, the software protocol. But again, it's software. And what's beautiful about Bitcoin, and I think why, why Bitcoin is very important to the ecosystem of crypto, is the amount of hours and the development of the software itself. And then there's tons of, there's a lot of crypto, there's a lot of blockchains that are copied off of it or that utilize a lot of the work. They're able to, you know, pull a lot of developments into their blockchain. And an example of that is Litecoin. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, a lot, you know, more often than not, you're going to see that the blockchains that have been developed after Bitcoin figured out a way to utilize people's hard work into it. And I think that's where it becomes super valuable, where it's super valuable. But, you know, I had mentioned the dementia thing before, because that's my challenge to people that say, well, it's store value, store value, store value. Well, store value means it's retrievable. And if I can't fucking retrieve it, I'm fucking pissed. And if, but guess what? If I lose my gold, somebody could find that and boil it down and put it in a filling. You know, it's hey, a what utility. about um, Pascal coin? Did you ever, did you ever look at that? No, I've never heard of that. <laughs> okay, well, it was an early iteration, and it has to do with uh, lost coins. If you, okay. he, they actually rewrote it to where um, the guy that wrote it liked Pascal. He wrote it in Pascal, and he basically said, after four years, if the coins haven't moved, they go back into circulation to be able to be mined again. Okay, I have seen another project that, like it, that would burn coins that just that didn't move or that weren't accessed. If like a wallet wasn't accessed, and it would and they would recirculate. So I ha I have seen some different different stuff like that, which is pretty cool. But I think one thing that pe that it gets overlooked with Bitcoin is that like twenty to twenty three percent of Bitcoin is lost, and that's that's what we know about. We don't know how much of the supply is like being held by the, a government, you know, or that was confiscated by a government. They might not have the keys, but they might have a wallet, a cold wallet. And then if you do the math, like do the figures, by the time all 21 million coins are mined, it's, it looks like 23 to 24% of the supply will just be straight up lost. And I always, th I always thought that's, that's a little weird. It kind of wigged me out. And that's why I started looking at other... Um, started looking at other like blockchains and things like that i actually i know i know people were like hammering dogecoin earlier kind of jokingly but i got into dogecoin because of a communication theory about network effect and it had to do with um the way information how quickly information was moving which is something i was talking about earlier and i thought well what if somebody finds out about what if one of these platforms finds out about one of these coins and then it just they just rally behind it and fucking TikTok, you know blew up dogecoin and i was like and i had it i had already had it for a long time and i was like well what the hell and um and that sparked my interest in trying to understand the technology oh dogecoin's copied off of litecoin it, it well kinda is it like 
yeah, it's a script language. It's, you know, it's mined the same way. It can adopt the upgrades that Bitcoin and Litecoin uh, test. Litecoin is essentially can like test out stuff for Bitcoin. Um, and vice versa. And vice versa. It's, it's so there is interoperability uh, more than we know. But then there's also like projects that seem like vaporware. You know, they see that it's like there's, and I'm not going to hate on anything because I don't know what people like out there. And I'm not here to discourage people. I think you should get, you know, get more and more knowledgeable about the stuff that you, that you're investing in and that you're, that you're curious in. Cause that's really the best way to understand um, the technology and how it might adapt or how it might uh, continue to be um, utilized. But there's so many narratives out there about, you know, why something forked or, you know, why this project didn't our contracts in seven months. And then they get to the seven months and it's like, mm, I haven't really gotten there yet. And you're like, what the fuck, you know? So, and I, but there's, you got to have patience. I think Dogecoin sat like below, uh, well, like a below a two cents, below a penny for like seven years. Like I would talk to developers that were on that shit in the beginning. They're fucking amazing. It's like to have the patience to be able to be around for something like that. That was a joke in the beginning. But then I remind myself, uh, you know, in life, how many comedians out there turned into big time stars? You know, Joe Rogan is a fucking comedian, or at least he wants to be. He, he That's what his passion is. But he's a massive talk show podcaster. You know, you see these guys that were actors early on, Dave Chappelle, you know, but he makes his money making jokes. Well, a lot of things in life start as a joke. And, and that's because, you know, you have to take, sometimes you have to take things lightly in order to get interested or curious in them. Like Jamie Foxx, he always wanted to sing, but he was doing comedy and stuff like that because that's what he was good at and that's where he got attention. Well, now people, we've got people's attention with Bitcoin. But well, to me, Bitcoin chatter, is chatter. like Nintendo. Yeah, to be like real clear, like, that's one of the things we've talked about. Indigo in here, Dogecoin's very much a legit cryptocurrency, and we—I'm not. We would not sit here and I mean, yeah, Are there things they need to do? Do they need to get caught up on? We—I was said it earlier in this podcast. One hundred percent. If I don't, uh, yeah, I rage, missed it. I, said, I didn't I hear. I didn't hear you saying that stuff about yeah, Doge earlier. Rage came in earlier, and he was asking what should. Uh, I think it was you, Rage, that. Um, what should uh, Dogecoin do? It's like get on Lightning Network, adopt once Lightning ha once Litecoin has Mimblewimble, Dogecoin should adopt Mimblewimble and Taproot, and it's this uh, it's this group of currencies that we have, you know. I mean, what it if took Dogecoin Taproot becomes the most base currency of all time because everyone upgrades to hell and, and Bitcoin doesn't. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, Dogecoin doesn't, but it's still merge mined off the back of Litecoin and it, it becomes like the only truth chain left. I think that would be hilarious <laughs> and I would love that. So yeah. I actually have this theory. I have this theory that Dogecoin will eventually become the stable coin because its inflation rate will be more in line with GDP growth uh, of the world a stable coin which uh, for what you want as a stable coin you want the it, its inflation rate 
to be as close to the GDP rate, growth rate, as possible. Population growth. Uh, yeah, I suppose. I think. What do you think? It's going to settle somewhere between like. It's like going to decrease over time as a percentage. It, yeah. It does, I but agree. it doesn't decrease as fast as Bitcoin or Litecoin. And uh, Elon Musk said it uh, clearly. It's not ideal, but it's really impossible to get an ideal currency unless if you go towards towards more of a Keynesian style model. But then you know, we all know what the problem with that is: is that it gets corrupted by politicians, the people who actually change that inflation rate. They're not incentivized to increase the rate when times are good. So well, I, I yeah. like fixed, a fixed inflation rate, in my opinion, is the same as no inflation rate. As long as I'm, if I'm a business owner, I'm an investor. If I can plan on the inflation rate, like I know what it's going to be and it's very predictable, mm-hmm. that's the same as zero. And it's a lower percentage over time, so it actually approaches zero. Right. It's like Monero. You have type Monero language here. Yes, sir, Monero. <laughs> but it's still, neither of them are as good as no inflation. Nah, Monero and Litecoin. Whatever. I mean, we're, none of us are going to live to where Bitcoin and Litecoin become zero either. So, I think I did the calculation of how many years it would take for Dogecoin coins to reach the number of Satoshis that exist today, and it was like over so many thousand years, actually. So, yeah, you don't uh, got to worry about it. Hey, you know, like, you know, I bought a Litecoin real- has four times as many as Bitcoin, but they're both absolute. Absolute is absolute. Whether it's 21 million or 84 million or 21 yeah. gazillion, it doesn't matter. There's a cap, and they're divisible, and that's you're essentially just doing math problems at that point. I just think it's funny that people are stacking sats when you could probably stack Doge today and do better than sats within a thousand years, and none of us would be alive anyway. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Hey, Daniel, have a little bit of respect. It's a Litecoin room. You're stacking Litoshis. I love Doge, but come on. Just say you're stacking Litecoin. Oh, I have Litecoins. Believe me. So I had a question for everyone, you know, for you know, whoever wants to chime in about the different like uh, wallets and stuff that you use or like the exchanges. Um, I've kind of like nav- tried to navigate through uh, a bunch of different ones um, so that I could see what they had to offer, see how like, you know, what their, yeah, if their price rates were good, if they fluctuated, if they were all the same across the board, those types of things. And like I got in on Kraken early on and I never really ended up trading on it because I was so pissed after I had to go through like a ton of custody to, you know, basically send my fiat money through a offshore custody account, get dinged on the fee to send it into the account. And I was just pissed. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go find some other places. And then, you know, I, I, I worked off a bunch of the different platforms and um, I saw that like Voyager... I keep like Voyager pays, you know, twelve percent on freaking Polkadot if you buy it the Polkadot in there, but you can't transfer Polkadot into Voyager. They don't have a supporting wallet to transfer into. So weird. Uh, it it also pays a little bit of, you know, APY on the if you have a certain amount of Doge or if you have a certain amount of Litecoin. If you have over uh, a couple Litecoin, then it'll pay monthly. And it pays in Litecoin. That's what's kind of cool. 
you know, you're not getting paid in fiat. So if you're, if you're like, you freaking buy bought Litecoin at a hundred and it, and you're just stacking, you're getting paid every month. I thought that, that part's kind of cool, but I noticed that not every, it's not across the board, you know, with your, if an FTX or if you're in Coinbase or if you're in Kraken or whatever, it's like some of these places will offer staking rewards and some of these places will offer, you know, Tezos, if you have a QKI wallet, you can stake in the wallet. That's dope. And Does not make you wonder, like, uh, where are they taking your coins and staking them? That's what I'm saying with if, uh, well, no, because if you do, when you look at it, like in the QKI wallet, if you stake your, if in, in Tezos, ba- uh, miners are called bakers. And if you, in order to be a baker, you have to have the at least 10,000 10, coins. They no, they don't have a, a no, baker and a candlestick maker. <laughs> hey, so I, hey, so I got <laughs> a, a quick question. <laughs> Yeah. So how yeah. do you guys feel about the whole metaverse and everything that's going on? That's a big question. I mean, are you are like, you guys the, invested the in the mana or uh, sandbox or anything like that? No, I don't buy any tokens. I don't buy any ERC twenty tokens. I don't buy any. I I really just try to stay away from tokens. I I for sure don't buy any Binance tokens. CZ's a scumbag, and uh. It's yeah. a way to steal your ETH. Why wouldn't it just work on base ETH layer well, if it was on. useful? Okay, so we did yeah. if you if you're we did a I don't know we do these spaces every week and I've posted most of them. We had one that was kind of interesting. We talked about the metaverse. I think there's something there. Um, I personally am not invested in it, not because I dislike it, but because I have I just I don't know, man. I got a job. I got a family. As haven't taken the time to investigate it enough. Um, I would just tread carefully. That's all I can say. There's right. certainly yeah, like yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of certainly a lot of hype and a lot of uh, excitement, and there's a lot of chatter. Um, I, I also am not in, invested in it, but the reason for that is because uh, I think that the Ethereum a lot of people that are like hearing about nfts they try to get on open see they try to mint an nft or something like that and it's it's not that apples and oranges aren't adding up and this system itself like vitalik keeps saying in in his papers like um you know sharding is coming or eth 2.0 we're going to scale up but it but like let's be honest there's a bunch of other blockchain protocols out there that have accomplished what they've talked about. And I think he's a great advocate for the whole, like, like you know, the whole yeah. system, but in meta and meta and all that stuff, like it's hype. It's super hype yeah. right now. Yeah. I completely agree um, with, with that statement. You know, I, I feel like, um, I feel like the NFTs and the whole metaverse and a lot of the stuff that's going on right now, um, I feel like it's short term and I feel like 20 years from now, it's honestly not going to mean shit to a lot of us. I feel like uh, with celebrities and everybody buying like the NFTs and stuff, I feel like it's all based around hype, like you were saying. So I sort of think that it's like something that you would buy now and then, you know, sell off later on because, you know, 20 years from now, um, I feel like it's not going to be something that's, you know, worth it. You feel me? 
Yeah, yeah. I think I think you make a good point. One thing to take into consideration, I think, just you know, if I, I'll tell you what, I sold a NFT the other day, five X. Um, after fees, I did off Tezos, and after fees, I made four X on it, and so I thought that was pretty good because uh, it was short term. It was uh, six weeks. I only had it six weeks, um, but I had to take into consideration the cap gains hit. You know, like. Uh, you're paying the, you're paying higher tax rate on that if you if you made a conversion on your crypto or if you uh, you know sell your crypto for a, at a gain if you buy an NFT and your crypto is risen in value you have to pay the, the the difference on the realized gains and I think that's something to take into consideration but if the market I truly think that the market is in infantile stages and when you look at technology the development of it is rapid. So we're going to see a, ma I think you're going to see a massive jump in, in uh, somewhere between like 12 and 24 months. Question though, if you are somebody, let's say in the NFT space, when it comes to the art space, like the metaverse, okay, I could understand the platform, they created what they created, you buy land, this, that, whatever, okay. There's other platforms too that come out fine. And then you're going to have to jump into there and maybe invest into there. And then there's other platforms and it's never ending eventually. But if it comes to the point where you're, you know, like a Picasso, you know, you're a renowned, you know, your name is known. Like that guy, uh, what's his name there? That Beeple guy there type thing. Him, when he, when he does what he does, I'm not saying he's the only one, but when he kind of does what he does, it's kind of like he's reinventing, not reinventing, but maybe he could be kind of considered as maybe a Picasso because the guy is actually doing, how would you say it? Like he's actually doing art. He's actually bringing a whole, you know, like sometimes he has presentations. He has these little gadgets that add to the NFT display, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the guy creates kits. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just an NFT, but, you know, when he gives you the physical aspect to it, even though it's just a little fucking, I don't know, a display, whatever, it's made out of plastic, that lights, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like people like that, maybe, yeah, I could agree with the value to the NFT space. But when it comes to the hype part, like you're saying, like the hype, you know, like uh, those apes and the this and the that, it's like... I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the Beeple guy kind of deserves the hype, kind of deserves maybe the value, people like that. But, like, when it comes to just, I don't know. Uh, sorry, um, my train of thought, I just lost exactly what I'm trying to say because you can't really discriminate against anybody. But at the same time, it's like, you know, like, I don't know. It, it, it's like the, it's like I give the respect to that kind of NFT style. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know, I, I think that um, I feel like Beeple does need the respect that he does need. But um, I feel like a lot of the things with the Board Ape Yacht Club and, um, uh, you know, people buying land and Snoop Dogg buying land and I feel like a lot of the celebrities are controlling like what's what's about to pop because I've seen several people. Um, I follow this page on Instagram and it's uh, it's like an NFT or crypto. It just keeps you up to date with what's going on. And a lot of it has to do with a lot of celebrities just promoting coins because I've honestly seen some NFTs that were complete rug pulls. 
and I've seen people yeah. invest into them and they get fucked and then they're like, oh, well, I thought, and you know, I feel like it has a lot to do with marketing and I feel like these companies yeah. are paying celebrities to promote them and some of these tokens are just getting rug pulled each each time. So I don't know. That's I exactly say, um, what it is. So That's exactly yeah. it. So most NFTs, I, I think they're, they could be cool if you care about the artist. If that artist is putting out that effort, like people or whatever, whoever, you know, and you want to support that artist for the work that they do because you enjoy their art. If you're looking to buy an NFT or sell an NFT for just purpose of making money or speculating, I think that's where, where most of it is at right now. It's it's a bubble and a lot of them will not make it. Yeah, there's a lot of bot there's a lot of bot trading and buying right now and there's also a lot of uh, market manipulation and, and market making and uh, it's it's unfortunate. Um, it really is. Uh, I but there's also you know the NFT itself is the whole market is underdeveloped and you know, there's going to be a lot of, I think, additions that come along like, oh, I'm going to put up a digital, you know, frame in my office that I can cycle my NFTs. Like, you know, and that's gonna, that stuff's going to get a little bit more mainstream, but there are certainly rug pulls and stuff like that. You know, one thing that I always kind of try to mention to people is um, when you look at the technology, the blockchain technology as a whole, um, and Bitcoin is, I mentioned this earlier, Bitcoin, it kind of is like one is crypto 1.0. Ethereum is crypto 1.1. These guys keep trying to come out with projects and say, well, I'm crypto 1.1.0. I'm crypto 2.0. I'm crypto 3.0. No, like the technology is so infantile. It's like we went from in just, you know, 20 years, you go from Nintendo to Super Nintendo to the Nintendo 64 PlayStation. Now we're in the PlayStation 5. Imagine what they're going to do with blockchain technology in the next, you know, 12 to 24 months. You're starting to see tools that are being developed for mainstream mainstream adoption where you can just sign into your wallet via your your Gmail. And that, and I think there's value in that, but I I I I agree with you, Michael. I think a lot of this this stuff that's getting hyped right now by like the celebs, there it's going to get left by the wayside. And look, if you can sell your your uh your board ape for 50 X and you're not doing it and you think it, cause you think it's going to go a thousand X. Well, you know, you're, you're, you're taking a, a risk that you have to live with. And, um, you know, I, I, you look, if you look at my icon, uh, that's a, uh, a Guillaume, Guillaume Cormet, uh, Les Elephants NFT, uh, project. It's, he does these like really, really like pop culture referenced elephants. He's a French artist. And I, I never knew about him until I got into like exploring um, NFTs and different artists. And I found him and he and he does kind of like a Where's Waldo style. Like, like it's really funny and but all his characters are hidden and, and there's tons of detail and it's like a rotary ink. And this dude's project is awesome. And he made it so you could only mint five. And um, it, it, like it, he, I, I started like really enjoying his artwork and then sharing it with my brothers. And I just bought his book. I didn't even know he was an author. And he, he had a book. And it's like, man, that's fucking cool, dude. Like, and, and, you know, here I am. 
Uh, I've mentioned a few of my own NFTs, but I, 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 and like I said, I've sold a couple, but I don't collect the art to just sell it and flip it. I, I really enjoy it. And I think it's a great way to spread joy. That's just that, you know, but I don't know about all the like well, buying da- metadata land and, and, and stuff like that. It just doesn't appeal to my, appeal the, to my the curiosity. Art, the art is very cool. And I think that there's some, I mean, art is valuable or something that is uh, native to human culture for millennia, right? And um, I, I was looking at some of the stuff you were, I was looking at your profile, Cheddar, but um, yeah. I think word, that, word. I think it'd be silly to act like that's not valuable because it is valuable. It's what people want. Yeah, and I spent my hard-earned money on it. Yeah, I converted that money to Tezos, but, but you know, I, you know, that converts into my, to hourly, you know, what do I charge per hour? Or what am I making salary? You know, those are, that's my blood, sweat and tears. And, and I, and I did it. And then I shared it with my dad. I shared it with my brother and it's, and it's kind of a cool project, but. Um, well, it's, it's yeah. a, a mark. I think the NFT thing is like a market, right? It's like an inner, it's an international market. Yeah. And, and it's su- a way to, to uh, create, you can suddenly monetize something that was, you know, some guy in, whatever we're talking about Kazakhstan tonight he can create a uh, he can create a piece of art and sell it to somebody anywhere in the world 24 mm-hmm. hours a day with no intermediary you can embed a smart contract into your intellectual property and then you can hash that piece of data on a blockchain so it's unique and identifiable and you can sell it and every time you sell it you can make a residual percentage off of that and i think that's so, the lowest I, form of of nft honestly i, I think I, yeah fair enough fair enough but it we can't deny that that's not that in itself is pretty revolutionary it has never existed before it puts a little more control in the creator from in you know in the creator and but it's you still need a middleman you still need a marketplace you know in order to share that not really. Why do you need a middleman to share your NFT? Well, even OpenSea, you have no choice but to, uh, you know, uh, I forget the file name, but you have no choice but to put it in a certain way where OpenSea could see and then you can, you know, market it. But I mean, is, open, is OpenSea a centralized thing? Uh, I, I, well, yeah, it's a marketplace. It's, you know, it's just, they they have to be able to view and display your NFT in a way. And there's a certain, uh, how would you say it? A certain, uh, you know, like a dot JSON file type thing. You know what I mean? Like there's a certain, um, shit, I forget the term, but there's a certain way it needs to be set up in order for you to even be on such a marketplace for them to be able to market your NFT. You know what I mean? Like you could put your NFT type thing, but then if you don't put it in there, uh, shit, I forget the term, but if you don't put it in the way you're supposed to, it's not even going to display it. It's not going to, you know what I mean? It's just going to show like, okay, that's the NFT fine, but well, it's not... don't you think we'll get to a point where that's not the case? And wait, uh, Daniel and Cheddar, for some reason, Oh, Daniel said you can now speak, but, uh, those two got kind of kicked out. I had nothing to do with anything, man. 
even if government were to get their way type thing let's say you know and let's say they were to in implicate the nft in their in society type thing right so let's say your car right now was an nft and you don't have to go to the dmv tell him yeah i'm selling my car to this guy it's just like wallet to wallet that would be a beautiful thing right you want to buy my car no problem you have your coins whatever boom 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 yeah transfer over the nft to you boom this is your car now now the way to identify it i don't know would the license plate change to a barcode i don't know you know what i mean like would you know what i mean like the metadata on it would it be the serial number of the car the, the make i don't get all that i still think there has to be a a real world governing body of all that yeah i was about to say let's say i got a wrench and i hit you, i say give me your keys to your car and you give it to me is it my car now no without a governing body exactly you need a you need a so this is what you need an oracle of truth so to speak to say that that is now your car or my car and without it you know it's obviously a, a, a an, an illegal contract illegal sale yeah. But yeah. there's that one issue, I think, I guess. Well, it's, it's sad it always boils down to force. <laughs> Before uh, Twitter so rudely cut me off, I think what I was trying to say. All right, do you think it was me or Twitter? Let's be honest. Twitter, 100%. I, do, I, don't want to I, I think it's, I, I mean, maybe, maybe, I don't, I can't prove it either way. It's not on the blockchain, but. Um, Look, Indigo got, Indigo got kicked off somehow. What the hell's going Wait, on? Wait, so, so I have a quick question real quick um, while we're in here. Um, yeah. So, so I have been wondering this for like the longest time. Now, what do you guys honestly think about um, crypto being, the new form of uh, money, because, you know, I've heard that, uh, you know, the U.S. dollar is going to shit and a lot of people aren't um, like too happy about it. And not a lot of people are using like, you know, actual cash anymore. Everything's just more so online or touchless payments and stuff. Do you guys think that crypto in probably like 10, 20 years is going to be our new at our new dollar? Jesus, man, these are loaded questions. The American dollar is backed up by the army. So no matter what, whatever they want to do, they're going to use the army in order to do it. It's between country to country. It's going to become the new gold, and there's going to be lending done from that gold, just like it was done with gold in the old days. We couldn't pass gold around because it was too risky, because you couldn't control it anymore, so we would issue gold notes, and we called those notes dollars. I feel like that same thing is going to happen to crypto where most of it's going to get bought up by a few banks and large corporations and entities central, and central banks. It's going to become centralized. And then what they're going to do is they're not going to sell their Bitcoin. They're never sellers. So what they're going to do is they're going to lend it and they're going to lend it out as uh, I owe you Bitcoin notes is what they're going to do. Yeah, the same, history repeats itself. Same yeah. thing they did with the gold. They should have stayed with the gold. If not, we wouldn't be in this situation type thing, right? It's the same well, shit. Hold on. Hold on. Let's just back up. Would you, what was your specific question, Michael? If they hold, can on, become... hold on. What did, what did you say? What was your specific question? I'm sorry. Um, I was I was basically saying I was like, you know how uh, the U.S. dollar is basically, you know, it's the the cost of it. It's going down in value. So what I was basically saying, do you think 10 to 20 years from now, 
you know, uh, Bitcoin's going to be our new form of payment. You know what I mean? Um, so, okay. Here's all I want to say is like the problem with some of these spaces is we're all at different levels. I don't, I, I, oh boy, that's a good question. I, I was saying that it was going to be a Bitcoin derivative would become the exchange versus Bitcoin itself or some type of crypto like that that becomes so valuable that you don't want to move it. So instead of moving it, you borrow against it or you lend it, but you don't lend it itself. You lend a wrapped version or a note version of it versus actually sending the Bitcoin around because that would be too risky. Um, why, that's why, why we have dollars today. Do you, think that, do you think that's a good solution, though? Why would it you is want... if you can cryptographically match them one for one, and it limits the risk of the person lending it. Yeah, but why? Then why not just why? use Bitcoin? So that's the thing. The problem with gold was, right, it was actually physical. It, it was hard to actually – and it was very hard to make be divisible. Like if you wanted to buy an egg, you had to then either take an IOU – before there was a federal, before there was a gold note, you had to take either an IOU or use silver. So the thing is with Bitcoin, that's not an issue anymore. So why would they do a one-to-one? They would Transaction do- Transaction speed. I mean, there's already other layer two solutions other than the bank or the federal bank being able to use that. There is also- So a derivative is another like layer, this, but... basically. You're going to have large corporations just like banks do where they have accounts with each other, and they do trade real money and assets between each other. But when it comes to the person at the end, they hand you dollars. And that's the thing. A lot of these banks have real assets and buildings and gold, and you know they have the actual assets still. They, the dollar exists because of gold. So I think – something similar to the dollar that transacts faster than Bitcoin is going to exist because of Bitcoin. Just like Light, Litecoin exists because of Bitcoin and it's slightly faster. Dogecoin exists because of Litecoin and it's slightly faster. Something else is going to exist that, that's faster than that. Yeah, so don't, you feel, like that, don't you feel like we're trying to like force don't forget your Bitcoin light. into the equation? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Doesn't it feel like we're sitting here going, uh, how do we cram bitcoin into the solution no i'm just saying it's the first one and then you have a derivative which is litecoin which is faster then you have a derivative which is dogecoin which is faster and you're gonna have further and further derivatives until you're not even you're you're gonna trade a note that's way faster that is an iou that's a derivative of the thing Mm, that you really want to get that's not desirable why would i want to do that yeah but it's like I'm not saying it's desirable. I'm just saying it's that's what's probably he's asking what do you think is going to happen in the future? That's what I see happening already right now. That's that, I'm Why? just trying to answer his question. Why do you think because what does that change? It doesn't change anything. That's not well, revolutionary it, at all. Well, it, it changes the fact that you can't manipulate the the book. So like you can't lie about the amount of gold coming in from mines every year. You can't hide it in a vault somewhere and say, I have a certain amount. You can actually check how much Bitcoin there is and go, uh, you're lying about the IOUs, right? So that, so that the would only be way you, one difference. Sorry, no, but the only you time can. you could actually check is when you take self-custody. And it, they're not going to open up their books to you. They're not going to say how much Bitcoin they have. They will want to do some type of, uh, div- what's it called? Um, fractional reserve banking, if they hold the Bitcoin. 
And they're going to say that there's now two Bitcoin when they only hold one or three Bitcoin when they only hold one. Now, the only time that you could actually like verify that they have what they have is when you take your own custody of that crypto. So address lightning. If you know their address, forget your lightning. If they have, if you know their address <laughs> that they have, right? Like, let's say they tell you, look, this is our public address. This is the Bitcoin. This is backed by whatever the fuck it is. And you go and you look and you're like, oh, shit. Okay, everything makes sense. Fine. Right? But, like, if they try to manipulate in a way where, oh, they create multiple wallets. They use these wallets for this. And then this main wallet that the public knows about. Uh, That's what they'll do. Yeah. But, I mean... There's nothing stopping you. That's that's part. You of can it. easily check if they're lying. What they make no, public, and what they don't you make can't. public. Yeah, right. No, you can't. On Coinbase, you can't. Yeah, but Coinbase, fuck Coinbase, bro. Decentralized. I'm saying, centralized exchange. Lightning Network, you can't. We you can't tell which wallets are Coinbase. You cannot you can. tell how many coins strike holds. Well, no, they're a layer two. They're 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 like two forms of layer two solutions. They're an exchange, and then they're also a Lightning Network. You could actually, we could all verify how many Bitcoin are on the Lightning Network, but we can't verify how many Strike is holding themselves, because they also keep some of that separate on layer one. We can verify how many Bitcoins are in circulation, and we could also verify how many IOU notes were are in circulation and go, someone's lying. And then the IOU notes lose value until someone comes up with a new standard, and then when that one eventually becomes corrupt, then we stop using So the IOU one is the one that the fiat always dies every 50 years. That's why it always dies every 50 years, because someone's going to lie, and it's going to have to crash, and you have to make a new one. But the underlying asset, the gold, didn't become dishonest, you know? Yeah, but look what they did. They First, they, they said, bring us your gold. It's so hard to transport. Blah, 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 blah. Aren't you fed up of... Oh, yeah, well... <laughs> you know, then uh, we give you these pieces of paper. <laughs> I, I don't agree with that. Hold on, hold on. Oh, no, no. I don't think, I don't think you can. There's no way you would be able to sit here no on-chain analyst could figure out how many is Coinbase claiming they have and how many do they really have. There's not an on-chain analyst in the world. That so that means they have more than what they're saying, which is good, which means the IOUs. No. So, yeah, as what long as they think? never give out what more than what they say they have, then you're fine. And if they have more in reserve, that just makes your notes stronger. No, what makes you think that you – know how many coins coinbase has you never take iou notes from someone that doesn't prove they have the thing for collateral so like if i'm if i'm going to borrow from um if i'm going to use a promissory note for something and send it to somebody i have to know that that promissory note is backed by something so i'm going to use someone that, who can show me a wallet who says i have this many bitcoins so if you send that bitcoin note from one person to another I'll be able to reconcile the Bitcoin to them. And me and that party and the person that's handing out the notes all have to agree that we looked at a wallet and saw that Bitcoin there. And we don't so actually have to move. That's exactly what Bitcoin. Lightning does, actually. That's exactly what Lightning does. Actually, Indigo, it has to be on-chain. Well, no. Okay, Fabio. No. So what Daniel's talking about is like a third-party custodial service solution. Lightning is done with hash time lock contracts, and it's done in a way that 
you know, it can be verified that what you put in the lightning is on the lightning and it's not being double spent anywhere. We've had this discussion of double spending. You cannot double spend. When you open a channel with on lightning with your Bitcoin, it's stuck. The con there's a contract that says you can't spend that Bitcoin anymore on chain and you can only use it off chain on lightning. Now, so then it's on Lightning. You got a bunch of transactions on the second layer that are going back and forth. And then when either party decides to close the channel, it goes back on chain and that contract is closed and the funds are divided up based off of that final state of the second layer. So Lightning does work and it has, is a really good solution, but it, obviously there's some drawbacks to it. It's a hot wallet, for example. It is not as secure. Would I leave all my wealth on Lightning? No, absolutely not. But I keep most of it on chain. But Lightning for day-to-day -day transaction payments, as I was talking earlier about the number of on-chain transactions the world would need, on-chain will not be able to handle that. Bitcoin, Litecoin, Dogecoin combined won't be able to handle that. We're going to have to result to something like BSV where we got gigabyte blocks which then means you got centralized nodes to be able to handle that. Yeah, it's a derivative, just like what I was talking about. It's not actual Bitcoin. It is prove to me you have the Bitcoin, prove to me you have the Bitcoin. We'll do a, a ledger of transactions back and forth, and then we'll consolidate back to Bitcoin at the end. Now, you're not using a third party like a bank to do it. You're using a smart contract. The smart contract essentially becomes the third party, but... That's a very simple way of looking at it. It is a derivative of Bitcoin because it's not act, no actual Bitcoin okay. actually moved anywhere. I don't like it. That's that's, that's fine, fine, but I'm but just saying what? that's gonna what, what's going to happen in the future. It's already onto, happening. Yeah, you're going to be forced onto because you won't be able to afford the on-chain fee eventually. Yeah, this, this is all it's all voluntary. I keep saying it to you, Fabio. Week after week, it's voluntary. I know, I know. I'm not trying to say not. And, and my my beef uh, is more exchanges. I don't think you can know, Daniel. I don't think you can know what Coinbase holds versus what they represent that they hold. But you can ask them to prove before they give you yeah. a derivative, right? So before you enter a, a a Lightning Network channel with them, they put up Bitcoin Lightning as now. collateral, and you put up Coin. Bitcoin as collateral. No, no. I'm just talking about Litecoin. I'm talking about Coinbase as a as a business, as a bank, essentially, they can claim, you know, they can represent to you that they have whatever 50 million or 50 million, uh, 10 million Bitcoin, but maybe they've only got eight. Yeah, but when you go to withdraw, you, you know what I mean? If, if people well, as long as as long as everybody doesn't withdraw at the same time, no one would ever know. Yeah, but. Well, that's why you do the verification before anything you happens. Can't you don't verify, verify after. <laughs> so so re withdrawing is verifying after. Getting no, no, into a smart contract verify. where it locks up the same number of tokens. Dude, you can't verify Coinbase's uh, promises. Right I'm saying? You can't their promissory notes to the people who deposited them. You don't know what those are. You don't know. Well, I know how they I'll can sign from a wallet money out a contract days. proving that that wallet has those tokens in it. Then I know they're good for that amount of Bitcoin. Hey Daniel, let me ask you a question. Why wouldn't no. you just take custody, self custody? Then oh, you know that I they would. Have... I personally would, but I'm yeah. saying in the future, this is what's going to probably happen and is already happening. Yeah, yeah, but you think that we're going to have to result, result to custodial solutions because the on-chain fee will be too high? 
Yeah, but the beauty part about it is that they could leave it run as long as they want, how they want, leave it there, not take it off, not steal, not whatever. And then when they're ready, if push comes to shove, you know, like the Michael Sailors, you know what I mean? Like, okay, peace out. Here's my coins. Uh, fuck off, uh, everybody. You know what I mean? Like, it's at the end of the day, like, for them yeah. to... Depends their intentions, depends their plans. Coin bo- Coinbase is already public. They already have shareholders now already with regular stock market, right? Like, when it comes to the point in time where that main wallet, the owner of those keys, doesn't matter who you are, you know what I mean? Like, if I had billions of dollars in a wallet and I decided to fuck people and they told me I had to spend uh, six years in jail, I would do the six years to fuck everybody for billions. You understand? Like, where are you going to make billions of dollars in six years? It, it all depends on the intentions of these centralized entities that at any point in time, that CZ Binance cocksucker motherfucker... You understand? Like, this guy, <laughs> like, yeah, beautiful. You built a beautiful thing. Yes, cool. Yeah, you're one of the biggest. Okay, yeah, cool, beautiful. But they don't represent crypto. They don't represent what crypto is all about. They just care about, you know, trades, hold your coins, this and that, blah, blah, blah. When push comes to shove, which these guys are getting all kinds of heat, if this guy decides that, oh, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck everybody. Governments are coming in on me. This are coming in on me. Uh, Cayman Islands are telling me that I'm not properly registered over there to do what I'm doing because that's where he registered himself. Blah, 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 blah. You understand? Whoever holds the keys holds the coins, right? You could log into your account and see that you have your $40,000 worth of whatever the fuck you're holding. But at the end of the day, that's not on chain. Those are not your coins. Those are just a balance showing in a site. At the end of the day, these guys hold the keys. So if they decide to fuck people, they could just turn around and fuck people. And if they got to spend eight years in jail to have uh, several hundreds of millions or several billions of dollars, let me tell you, I would do that. I would go to jail for eight years to have billions of dollars. You understand? Well, and, like, yeah, you and you, you're fooling yourself to think Brian Armstrong's ever going to end up in jail for anything. But you can't trust these people. That's why the, the non-custodial way is the only way now if you if you have to lend money against your crypto if you have to if you have to borrow money against your crypto or whatever you is gonna put like in a non-custodial way who the hell is gonna give you money for your non-custodial you know what i mean control of your coin like oh yeah you have a hundred million worth of bitcoin i'll lend you but you still have control of your coins. You understand? Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? A like, lot of oh. exchanges are doing it already. Really, what I'm trying to convey is what I think will happen in the future, not the ideal future, not what I would personally do. Just answering Michael. So, fair enough. Hold on, hold on, hey, hold on guys. Anna. Anna, Anna, what are you doing? Let's just hear it. Let's hear it. What do you got, buddy? Anna, are you trolling? Oh, All right. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Who's doing think... that? Everybody. Everybody. Shh. Listen. Anna Polly. What's up, man? He's doing some Arabic shit right now. No, no, no. no. Hey. <laughs> hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> 
Either way, either way, either way, either way, either way. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I hear yeah, that. Yeah, I don't got patience What is for he this. saying? Uh, this brother Watson Brad, I brought him from English from Russia, from Russia. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you joking, Apollo? No, it's a bit choppy. Like, do you know what you love? You like the sound of my phone. Somebody like me. Come now, fall my I'm a big I'm about to leave. Yo, what the fuck is going on? Dude, Anapoli's like... Dude, Charlie Poof got all his shit from Anapoli. <laughs> Anapoli no, broke the lyrics. Hey, Mega, can you kick him? <laughs> you talking? Are you guys entertained by this? No, I like that. <laughs> it's 2.30 in the morning where I'm at. Who, are you guys all 2.30 in the morning? Uh, yep. It's 3 p.m. Rage, rage, rage. So you can speak up. You can speak up, Rage. Well, uh, can, you mute, can you mute that guy first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got him. I, got him. I did. Just I kick did. him. He's going to mute himself. No, 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 no. No kick, no kick. Wait your turn, Anopoli. Yeah, and- He's not... He's yeah. not gonna All right, wait. I'm out of here. Let you talk if you be quiet. Hey, Indigo. He's not. He's Indigo. not a good doctor. Indigo. He's not a good player. Kick him, or I'm just. Bro, Anapoli, when Ray speaks, you shut the fuck up. You understand? <laughs> you understand? <laughs> when Ray, you fucked up. You fucked up. The fuck up. Good. See you, nigga. You leaving? I'm sorry, Indigo. I'm not as professional as you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, anyways, I think Indigo, what Daniel was talking about as far as, like, what's probably going to happen. I mean, I, I agree. I think, like, the... Oh. Fucking... He left. He left. God he got, damn he it. Added Anna. What, Rage? Now that you said that, nobody gives a shit what you're saying. Megan, <laughs> fuck... No, uh, anyways, yeah, yeah. So I, th- I think the exchanges definitely are different. You know, large, deep pocket players can buy up a lot of the, you know, especially currency, limited currencies hey, like Litecoin and Bitcoin. Daji, shut up. Hey, Pudinia. And then do the IOU thing or whatever. Yeah. Hey, Daji, shut up. I'm not sure. I'm entertained by him. Damn. But it's 2.30 for me as well. It's late. Yeah, let's, let, let's let this play yeah. out. Let's see what he has to say. It's like he's a gonna, child. He's, he's gonna tell us. He's gonna say, "Fuck you, fuck you, bitch." Is he's it? gonna tell you in India we can't have Bitcoin without the vaccine, my friend. He's got one follower. I want to know who. Yeah. How old are you, man? How old are you, Anna? He only knows English cuss words. Anna Polly, how old are you? <laughs> Okay, kick his ass, kick his ass. Come on now, fuck him. All right, I'll kick him out. I'll kick him out. <laughs> Ollie, what is that for, my friend? I like that song. Damn, that was your jam, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I liked it. Okay, Rage, continue, continue. Rage, go. I don't understand what happened with the... No, no, that's it. That's all I, that's all I was... Because that the hell agrees yeah. with me and then doesn't say anything afterwards. What the hell was that? 
We couldn't hear you, Rage, because of that other idiot. Who, me? Oh, oh no. Uh, oh, you didn't hear. No, no, no. You, I was just talking about that, the, what Daniel was saying to Indigo, because Indigo was talk, referring to the uh, on-chain transaction fees would be the cause for IOU-type systems or lighting networks. And then also, uh, right, but yeah. Daniel was also speaking to the um, just the fact that, like, banks and other huge institutions are just going to buy up all the fucking supply of all the, you know, uh, limited supplied cryptocurrencies like, like uh, Bitcoin and Litecoin and then issue out IOUs, theoretically. I mean, that, I could definitely see that as something that could happen. You know how much money it costs in order to create the same thing to print money like the government does? You know how much that money is? No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm... For $145,000, you could have your own fake money printing operation that's just as good as the real deal. You understand? Are you selling a product right now, Fabio? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm it's only twenty nine ninety nine a month. Come on. I'm just saying, like, like... Anyway, the world, we're, we're in a blessed situation right now. You understand? Now, we're talking about crypto, but I'm talking about the general purpose, what the fuck they're doing to everybody right now based on the stupidity that's going on at the moment. But forget about that. The point is, is that it's a beautiful thing to have decentralization. It's a beautiful thing for anybody to come into a market or anybody to create their own kind of thing and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, I do kind of agree with some sort of maybe something kind of, well, not necessarily a regulation because people are going to learn on their own what's good and what's not good. But until then, you're not going to get, you know what I mean? Like, like, like Bitcoin, you can't, you can't point a finger to somebody, right? That's why they have a hard time with, you know what I mean? Like, oh, who's really the guy who created Bitcoin or else this guy would be fucked. <laughs> They would have fucking assassinated his ass if they knew who he was. But, like, when it comes to and shit like that, and they're associating their name, and there's a name behind it, you understand? Like, me, I'm the type of person, I haven't been fucked in crypto. Everything I've done, I've done it well. I've done my own research. I've done my things. I made my moves. And so far, I haven't been fucked in any way. So I'm happy. Now, for the people who have been fucked, at the end of the day, there's somebody at the end of where you got fucked. And rather they like it or not, they like to hide behind decentralization. Oh, it's the market. Oh, we have no control over this. We have no control over that. Decentralization, blah, 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 CPC, CP stuff. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you know who these are. So if you're one of those that got fucked half a million dollars, $100,000, $10,000, hell, even 500 bucks. You know who the person is. You understand? If you want to go and do something about it, then they're there. You can go do something about it. Now, if you choose not to, that's up to you. But let me tell you, if I know who's behind something that I got fucked because of it, and they're trying to hide behind the blockchain, the decentralization, we have no control over these things. Those are the people that actually ruin the space. You know what I mean? My favorite part about the entire thing you're talking about is when the CIA um, taps your line and it cuts in and out all the time. That's my favorite part. Fuck that. Especially when you're talking about killing people. That's... <laughs> I'm not talking about killing people. 
well you you said do something about it so you know and that's what that's when your uh that's when your audio got crunchy which i think is hilarious well if you're the only one out of the people that got fucked to do something about it i'm sure the guy's gonna pay your ass no i thought you were more talking about like governments like coming after people that that kind of like hide behind decentralization as a way to like screw over like governments and stuff and they're gonna send somebody out to like get them you know no, I'm not talking about government. I'm talking about personal people getting fucked every day. And when the people get fucked, they tell themselves, "Oh, it's just what it's that's that's what crypto's about." They, every what... every week with Fabio, it turns into people fucking other people. You know, it's a whole thing. Like, this Bro, whole... that's what it is. <laughs> I never quite understand what you're talking about. You know, genuinely. He's, I, I, in a way, I think he kind of gets off on it. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god! <laughs> you don't understand what I'm saying. That's fine. We do understand what you're saying because you, you did this say a couple. You said, "Hey, in the real world, you um, you cross somebody, uh, you're going to pay a consequence, and it's not going to come out of your paycheck. It's going to come out of your ass, right?" Yeah, that's that's the way it is. That's the way it should be. You do harm to somebody else, better believe that if something comes back to you, you better accept it. Now, if you don't want to accept what comes back at you, don't do it to begin with. I would agree. I think there's a little bit of a, and I'm probably the type of person, I'm being honest with you, that would be like the one that would want to say that there's no state, but at the same time, it'd be nice to have somebody who could back me up in a confrontation, right? You yeah, it's at the end of the day, it's all about, you know what I mean? You could be a tough guy all you want. You know what I mean? Like if there's there's situations that there's there's ways to be a tough guy and then there's ways to just accept and forget about it. You understand? So in the, you have to just be able to identify certain situations and act accordingly. You understand? Yeah, yeah I agree with that can't be stupid either you know what i mean like it's you know it's uh, you know the problem is there's too many people in the world too too many different minds too many different things and everybody has the right to everything and that's okay you understand but i mean at the same time you know like you could try to save someone's life but at the end of the day it might not save their life you could try to save people from losing money but at the end of the day they just got to lose that money you know, like you could, you could try all you want, you know, but at the end of the day, people have to see for themselves. You know, it's it's only normal. I have a, I have a quick question. So, um, basically, I'm I'm invested in you know a few other coins. Um, how how are you guys feeling about um, Polkadot, Solana, Algorand, or Helium? What's everybody's opinion on that? Because um, obviously, as everybody knows right now, the whole market is completely taking a shit. And I mean, it's it's obviously, it's obviously a good time for, you know, everybody to buy dips or unless if you guys have already bought in beforehand and you guys are, you know, still in profit. But um, what do you guys how think you, about how those do you coins? feel about it? How do you feel? About, what do you mean by helium? I feel. Uh, I, I mean, I personally, I personally. Helium's light. Helium's, helium's, helium's like what? Number two on the. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Helium, I feel they're not where they need to be. 
but at the same time, it's not a shit coin. There's something right. Like- I don't think it's a shit coin either. Um, I feel like I feel like probably within the next maybe I'd say honestly, I say helium at thirty eight dollars right now. I feel like within the next probably year or two, I say it could potentially be at one hundred, one twenty, maybe. Miner, I have one for sale. Who me? Yeah, you want one? Uh, is it the Bobcats? Because I have one. <laughs> the curling. Nah, I mean, how much? How much you want to pay? <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> how much? I mean, shit. I mean, how much can it mine? What can it Don't worry about it, motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, brand new, brand new, never used. Sure, send me some photos after this. I want to see. What kind kind of photos are you looking for, dude? Canadian. (laughs) Oh, man. I have a mountain lion version, much better. I'm just saying, I have no room for it. It's the only one that's brand new. Where Where are you from? I'm in Canada. Oh, you know oh like shit, dude! I'm all the way in fucking Atlanta, Georgia. In Canada, they can't. They can't. How long? Maple how long syrup. is it gonna fucking take? <laughs> take what? To arrive? What is it? Two weeks? Three weeks? No, I do express. That's it. I don't know. Fifty bucks more? Who gives a fuck? I don't give a fuck. Canada's on the other side of the planet from where you're at. I can't find. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I ordered, I ordered 15 of them, and I can't find another you spot. You ordered 15 of them? Yeah, but I can't find another spot for this one, so I have to get rid of it. But I know I'm not going to sell well, it. Hit me, hit for it. Everybody's got to wait three months at a time. And, and, and we'll, we'll work something out. I might pick it up from you. Unless you don't fucking try to finesse me and be like, oh, yeah, go ahead and send me over Bitcoin. No, 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 no. Obviously, I can't ship it out before something. Obviously, that's that's obvious. I'm not going to just ship it. It's it's not registered to an account or anything. It's brand new, fresh. You receive it, you register it, and that's it. You're good to go. I don't have to transfer any ownership. Unless I well, register- let's talk. Well, I'm definitely down to take a look, and I'm, you know, you know I'm Research? definitely down. It's a curling indoor hotspot miner. It's nine one five something, whatever the fuck it is, and it goes for four. At the time that I paid for it, was four fifty American. And right now, I can get twelve hundred Canadian, which is about nine eighty a thousand American. And you now, know that well. Listen, Fabio, Fabio. Here, I know Fabio. He will not fuck you. He will make sweet love to you. No, no. Like whatever it is, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I have no use for it. I have my other one set up, but this one I can't find a spot for it. If I found a spot, I would put it, but I I can't. I'm maxed out, so I don't. I'll care. give you three eighty for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. That's fair, Fabio. I'll give you three eighty for it. Okay, go pay three eighty. And we wait five hundred. That's four twenty, three Litecoin, or even less than that. Four oh five right now. I can get rid of it any day. A thousand Canadian. 
Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. up to you, bro. Yeah, I know it's up to me, but I'm. You just... take three Litecoin, wouldn't you? No. A thousand no. Canadian was a thousand Canadian buy you now. Couple uh, around seven fifty American. <laughs> All right. So five Litecoin. Yeah. Take five. Litecoin. I'm just saying, if you're interested in that shit, I have one brand new, ready to go. Boom. That's it. And you, any if you order right now, it doesn't matter what company you order. I know it takes a long time. It took me a long time for my Bobcat. I already oh, know man. it's like fucking five, six weeks. It's a long ass time, like two or three months. You guys set up a set up a time uh, call. <coughs> Look each other in the eyes. For the but day. helium, it does that when it gets okay. So I got another question for you. Now, now, what's your monthly returns off of it usually? Uh, I have. Eight of them indoor, and I have the rest outdoor. And the return, hold on, I have to log in my shit. Hold up, I don't look at it, but I have to log in. Hold up. And then it's the end of the road for underground tonight. This is will be the longest on record with ABO. Yeah, well, too bad you have no choice. Six hours. Good for you. Wait, I gotta edit out the last four because you were involved. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> what is this on? Like some YouTube shit? Uh, I'll put them on a podcast. Okay, so it, so it's on like YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know what I'm saying? You said it's a podcast, so I'm thinking you're no, posting on YouTube. Podcast isn't YouTube though. Right? <laughs> okay. So what, what platform? Yo, it's a, look at my pit. Look at my post. Okay, uh, my my pin What'd you post, say, right? Fabio? It's on Apple and Spotify. Okay. With sixteen of my hot sauce in the past thirty days, <coughs> thirty-three coins. And that's how much converted to USD? What? Twelve hundred sixty-three dollars. What was your electric electrical cost? That's not. That's not bad. How many kilowatts? Uh, it doesn't take much. How many gigawatts? I don't know. How many gigawatts? <laughs> it doesn't take much, but I mean, on one, it's like, hold on, let me. Oh my god, why are we? Why am I a part of this? You guys can talk to each other. Okay. Yeah. Phone numbers. I mean, like, like... yeah, like when the... <laughs> hey, what are we doing with? Our Wait, lives? okay, hold on, hold on. So I got another question. What do you guys think about Agaron? Dude, I don't uh, know. What do you mean? Uh, right, think about it. That's I bought it. At, I bought it at That's $1. like saying, what do you think about? Cents. Okay, can I, I ask you a question? Hang on, hold on, Michael. What if I was like, hey, what do you think about gasoline? <laughs> That's like such a random question. You're not asking anything specific about the Look, thing. If right. think about it, what do you do? Time and you're it? making money, good for you, right? But like, if you look at the technology of things and what you really need and the tokenomics and blah, 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 it's like good for you know what I mean? Like, you take risks. Like, right. me, too, I invest in other things that, okay, I doubled my money, I tripled my money, I have five times my money, I take it back out, I put it in Litecoin, I put it in Monero. What, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, there's nothing wrong, but right. at the end of the day, it's like, what are your goals? What are you trying to achieve? You know? Yeah, what do you think about? Like even Strong. Strong is on the Ethereum network. It's supposed to add to the Ethereum network. It's supposed to help the fucking chain. I have 10 right. nodes. 
I make one note a day. That's eight hundred bucks a day. <coughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. I don't, I don't like it, but at the point, at the end of the day, it's still fucking free you know, money. It's still passive income, but I don't like Ethereum. I don't like the, the, but this thing actually works. So you know what? I already got my money back. already fucking true i was biting my nails for two and a half months i got my money back wicked but at, for two and a half months i'm biting my nails because i fucking put money right. you know what i mean like it, it, you're still biting your nails but when you get your money back and then you get like you know double, profits double. then you're like oh okay then this is like, cool exactly so it all depends if, you, if you're not gonna take risks you're not no but at the end of the day would you rather me fuck you or would you rather you fuck yourself? <laughs> Yo, that sounded super fucking gay. You rather fuck yourself, no? You rather <laughs> No, no. I mean I mean I'd rather just get it from somebody that I can get it faster. Let's just yeah, put it like I'm, that instead of me I'm, fuck myself. I'm just saying, would you rather make your own decision and learn from it? Or would you rather make me the decision for you and then you blame me for your you know what I mean? Like, you got to Yeah, meet. I mean, yeah, you got a point. You know, like, you like you can't blame anybody but yourself, right? So right. that's the best way to learn. That you know? True. That's all I'm trying to say. Like, I don't want to give financial advice, but, like, like you, have to, you have to take your own risk. You got to learn from it. Doesn't matter what chain, no matter what it is, like, you're going to learn eventually. You know I mean? be, be willing to lose money. Yeah, it's all it's all it's all in how you like nobody's there to hold your hand. Like, yeah, you could look at YouTube videos, you could look at this, you could look at that, you could listen to us. But at the end of the day, it's like you gotta see for yourself. You know what I mean? Like if you're making money on off NFTs, because you came in here about NFTs and we weren't really talking that actually no, we were. But I mean, I'm not a pro at NFTs because I don't I don't, I haven't fucked with that. I don't want to even, I don't even want to go in that route because I don't, not that I don't believe in it, but like, there's a lot of fuckery with that, you know? There's, there's limited time in your day. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to partake. But if you are and you're succeeding in it, by all means, beautiful. You know what I mean? Keep it going. No problem. But like, you know, it's just. It's just you gotta you you always gotta see for yourself, right? So like until you really know a hundred percent, you gotta see for yourself. You know what I mean? If I tell you your girl's a hoe, and you're like, nah, my girl, she's my girl, she ain't no hoe, she's my girl. All of a sudden, I tell you, yeah, jump in my car, let me bring you right now somewhere. I bring you somewhere, and she's getting plowed by ten guys. Oh my god! You're gonna tell me, oh shit, my girl's a hoe. So you, he left you. He left you. Everybody, everybody's abandoned you, Fabio. Well, I'm good. Let them go to Bitcoin Maxis. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It is what it is, my friend. All right. Well, we've done it anyway, so. Everybody oh, wants to reinvent the wheel. What's that? Everybody wants to reinvent the wheel. Well, it's weird to me that he comes and asks you, or asks us, what do we think? Like, what do you care? You know what I'm saying? Uh, if, if I said to him, oh, I love Algorand, is that going to make him go buy it? 
No, nah, I don't. I don't play with those. That's the thing, though. That's that's the, be the beauty part about decentralization and all this. Crap. Like, yeah, you could go do what you want. And at the end of the day, like, yeah, people are losing money. Something might not be successful. You still need to depend on development and blah 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 blah. But for now, I don't know. What do you? My bet is Monero, Litecoin, and then the rest. Take from there, put it in Litecoin. Take from there, put it in Monero. Take from there. Like, have fun. Yeah, cool. I made a couple of, a little bit of money, but I put it where I know that no matter what, it's good, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anybody has their own thing, you know? All right. I think I'm done, dude. I am done. Have Almost. a drink, no? Huh? Have another drink, no? I want to hear Michelle, request to speak. I want to hear you. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> I mean, she can try. I doubt it's a she, though. Yes, yes, she. No, I doubt it. It's okay. Right, what, do you believe all these uh, accounts? These bot accounts? Well, who knows? You know, at the end of the day, I mean, fuck them, you know? Uh, yeah, uh, like people, I mean, people don't understand what it really is like to say "fuck them." Doesn't matter what it is, fuck them. You know what I mean? Well, it's just like a personal thing for you. Oh, me! Anywhere I go, say everything I do, uh, people freak out. What do you? What the? The fuck? What do you mean you didn't? What? What do you mean you didn't? Not only. Like, people freak out everywhere, everything, even during these times, bro. What do you mean you don't wear a mask? <laughs> yeah. You're, look. Well, you're in Canada. You're in, like, the wimpiest part of the world. Oh, but it's bad. People think that they, uh, like, pretty much, like, there's people getting paid minimum wage when they should be getting paid the same salary as a law enforcer because they're forcing them to enforce law that's not even law. And they, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you're getting paid minimum wage to enforce a bullshit law that doesn't exist on people that will break your face if you push it too far. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. How many times I went in, I destroyed all kinds of shit. What? You don't... What? Peace out. You sound like uh, Lil John. What? Yeah. All right. I'm going to let you go, dude. Because I got to cut it off. I got to turn off the recording, and I got to sleep. Recording or do something tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get assassinated. What's that? They're gonna come and assassinate me. No, I'll tell you what, man. Tonight was uh this is the best one we've had. Trying to I was trying to stand by and like jump in when like you know, like the the dreaming too hard type shit, you know what I mean? Like you're just dreaming, like that's never gonna happen type thing. But it hasn't really there wasn't much of that, so it was good, you know. I thought the, uh, I mean, I like, I haven't talked about markets at all. And I thought, because I don't, I don't want to talk about price, but I want to explain markets. Yeah. But when the Bitcoin pairing and all that shit, it's, they have no choice. Everything gets, not every, I'm just saying like markets do not equal, like price does not equal markets. If that makes any sense. Yeah. No, I know. Markets are distorted. And so I thought that morphed really well. And, uh, some of that macro talk was really cool. And that dude, that cheddar guy? Yeah, bro, that guy, he was on point. 
He was a hundred percent fire, dude. He just sat there and rattled off twenty minutes, and we were all just like mesmerized by. No, it's, he, li- it's he lives like he was like two hours from me because I, I looked at his profile and I was messaging him. I was like, "Hey, dude, you're like right near me." He was like, "Yeah, I'm down in your town like twice a week." I'm like, "Oh shit." Yeah, no, uh, he's a uh, very 100%, uh, very good observation. Me, I don't have that kind of patience. Me, it's when somebody starts saying stupidity where it's, yo, bro, you don't know what you're talking about. Shut the fuck up. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Fuck off. Like, what do you expect from something that's already what it is? Like, get the fuck out of here. I will you say, know? like, like yeah. Indigo, Indigo was weird. Oh, I like Indigo. He's uh, I know, but he was so weird tonight. He, he was trying to he was trying to divert the conversation, and then he all flipped out at the end there. And uh, uh, he's not wrong, but at the same time, he's still deluded. Like, bro, this is what it is. There's nothing more to think about. This is what it is. That's it. That's no, all. I mean, he's uh, he's uh, I feel, how old are you, Fabio? Oh shit, uh, thirty five, thirty four. I think you don't 30, even know. Thirty four. Well, you're a millennial then, all right. See, I view I view some of these younger guys. They're just like still, they're in it for the cash. Bro, I've been it from the beginning to now. I have services I offer people hand to hand. What I'm saying is like I think there's a generational uh, thing. And, and uh, the problem it, it might just be it's a youth thing. It's a youth thing. People want to get rich. They don't understand fortune stuff. Just, just the fact that you could protect your riches. Forget. No, they don't, care. They don't care about that. They don't care about that. They care exactly. about. They want to get rich. They care about the environment more than they care about Bitcoin. Fuck these people, bro. They get a, They can complain all they want about the environment. They fucking waste all kinds of I shit. Know, but I'm saying this dude, like the one dude tonight, was like, "Well, you know, I report all my fucking income from my mining." I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Like example, you are think, my dude, Fabio. Think about that. He he has a mini Dozier, so he's making like probably a hundredth of a Litecoin every two weeks. He's reporting it. <laughs> if I told you what I have, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" You know, you probably have a bit more respect for me. But I'm not gonna explain all that because it's none of anybody's business. But at the end of the day, like, what was I trying to say? Oh yeah. Let's say you don't have a house, you don't have a car, or you have a shitbox, whatever it is. You want to go buy a nice car or whatever it is. And you way, want there's like 10 people listening to us. I didn't realize that. All right. If you want to buy a house, right, and you're mining or you're holding or whatever it is, and you haven't paid tax on it and whatever, right? You want to go buy a house for 400000 Doesn't matter what the price is. The point is that you need to declare that money. So, oh shit, you know what? I'm at a point in my life where, you know what? I want to buy a house. Okay, go take your coins. Make sure you privatize it where they can't see the existing amount in your wallet. 